Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Three, four, four. That well, sounded quite all right, didn't it, at the end? Beautiful. Quite a little bit. It was, the, it was um, like being in the studio with the Beatles in 1968. Before uh, 
the White Album. Oh, by the way, so the White Album is coming out. It's a great album. Number nine. Number nine. You know that song? Whoa! Hey! Whoa! What's going on? I don't know. What happened there? Something happened. A spontaneous whoa! outbreak hey! of music. What is that? I like that. I like that. That was great. Hey! Whoa! Okay, I don't know what happened there. Okay, that's good. Okay, the computer's gone to cop. That's what it is. Right. Let me just check. Yeah, I know it isn't. Thank you very much indeed. Uh, so the White Album is coming out on like a seven... I love the White Album. It's a great, weird album. Should it have been a single album? Uh, I just don't know. I just don't know. But it's a great album. And the other day, radio, BBC Radio 6 Music um, got kudos for playing Revolution number nine. Yeah, I heard it. You heard it? Nine. Number, number nine. nine. I'm te- well, they got kudos for playing it once. Right. I'm tempted to play it twice, back to back. Stereo followed by mono. Let's see if we get kudos. We won't because the mainstream media is conspiring against us. Uh, that's why we lost so many listeners. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. Alan, you got ten seconds, mate. One, <laughs> two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Ten, thanks for your call. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. If you want to give us a call tonight, you'd be very, very welcome. Anything goes. I've been hanging out with celebrities. Kath has seen me hanging out with celebrities. I didn't introduce her to the celebrities because um, it kind of takes the sheen off me ever so slightly. I was hanging out with an audience, which um, I think most of them thought they were watching TV because, uh, and they kind of were, but it was being filmed in front of them. Yeah, shut up, But they were just, always for it, look at his phone out. But, you know, like, not even talking in audience voices, like, what's he been in? I've seen him before. It was so rude. It was just mah, mah, mah. I, I'm going to be honest. I, could, I was filming a show for Channel Five called Celebrity Game Night. Yeah. Right, where some celebrities get together and play games. Right, and it was hosted by the brilliant Lisa Tarbuck. I love her. Love her. Uh, team captains Danny Baker and Susan Kalman. Love both of them. Um, although Susan Kalman called me out because she was expressing an opinion, and I said, "Oh, Susan's getting angry," and she went, "Oh, a woman expressing an opinion means she's getting angry, does it?" And I'm thinking, and everyone applauded and laughed, and I had to sit there and go, "I'll take that, I'll take that one." I actually said, "I'll take that one," but inside I'm thinking, "No, you got angry." She was getting angry. You got angry, and I, I, I said, "As all I said, rightfully so." Anyway, Joe Swash, Frankie, Frankie from Frankie the Bridge. Frankie Bridge from the uh, Saturdays. And uh, the S Club Juniors. Was she? Mm. Good for her. The Reverend Richard Coles, who's now... We've now swapped phone numbers and we're buddies. We're going to go out for lunch next week in Milton Keynes. Um, there was a com- an American comedian. I don't know her last name. Desiree. Burke. Um, yeah, she was good. I liked her. She was funny. Um, liked her. And there was Samantha Janus, stroke Samantha... Womack. Womack. It was, was Birch, not Burke. Birch. She was nice. I liked her. I liked Desiree a lot. I thought she was funny. I, I, I said she thought, thought she was funny. We there wasn't really much room for any of us to do the funnies. There was I, listen. I enjoyed it. I loved it. It's going to look great. I opened the show with a bit of a song. Bit of a song. I closed the show with, the show with some. I with a hell of a number. With a, I was all over. The, when I say I was over the place, I don't mean in terms of my performance. He did a Tom Cruise. He bounced on the sofa. I jumped on the sofa. Went and sang to the ladies and the gentlemen in the front row of the audience. I didn't mind. Mm. I'm gender fluid these days. And um, I don't know when it's going out. It's going to be Channel 5, Fridays, 9 o'clock. Um, uh, I wonder if they'll keep the bit in 
when uh, Samantha Womack uh, says a rude word to me. I wonder if they keep that in. But, well, here's what happened, right? He has to do a thing where there was a sentence given out and then you, each of you had to say... The four people on your team had to say something and one of those things was true. So it was um, Taylor Swift grew up on a... And the answer was a Christmas tree farm. But So Taylor Swift grew up on a... And Samantha Womack... Um, said a very rude word meaning penis I was in this, I couldn't stop I couldn't stop laughing couldn't look at her, couldn't make eye contact again good evening ok, anything else? I thought there might be I thought there might be so, doing that today, that was fun, a fun little show, I enjoyed it, um, I enjoyed meeting those people, I enjoyed, uh, I, I'm going to be honest, I'm going to enjoy that check when it lands in the old uh, account de la banque. I've just had a tweet from uh, Matt Haig. Oh yeah? He's been asked, um, when are you back on Ian, Lee, Ian Lee's show? And he says, good question, better ask Flipping Kath, shall I see if he's busy? Well, hang on a second, a better question would be to ask me, the boss of the show. I mean, come on. Tell, tell Matt, he is never welcome on this show again, screw him. Whenever you fancy, you're busy. Oh, okay, fair enough. He can come on when he can come on whenever he wants. We, Matt is uh, um, is always welcome on this show. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. If you want to give us a call, let's go to, to, to go to Sadiq first. Good evening, Sadiq. Yeah, guess what? I heard a client said to this. She said, she said, should you ever kick your own mum? That's wrong, isn't it? Should you ever what? Hit your parents. No, you shouldn't hit anybody. You should never hit anybody unless you're being attacked and that's the only um, recourse you have to save yourself. Of course you shouldn't hit your parents, no. But I think A is wrong, but if she says she hates her mum, yeah, what's the point living with her? She's being horrible to her. Who hates her mum? Samantha Womack. No, values. One shot in Leicester, you know, values. Values? In Leicester, you know, values. Values in Leicester? It's a centre where people go to, like, disability, you know that. Hmm. I didn't know that. Oh, OK. So is that where you go? Do you go and hang out there sometimes? Every week. I go. Uh, I did cooking today. Oh, mate. I do, I, no, I've not heard about values. That sounds like a really cool place. So what kind of... So what, what did you cook? Let's, let's hear it, Sadiq. What did you cook today? Shortbread. Oh, oh man. Oh, a favourite. Now, first things first, did you wash your hands? Yes. Good lad. Uh, does it taste nice? Very nice. You put chocolate. Because, uh, uh, I, listen, man, I, 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 if you've been listening recently, you'll know my kids have just started to come and stay with me the last few weeks. And we've started yeah. cooking. Every time they come, I, I kind of say, well, why don't we cook something this weekend? And so far... Crumble's nice. What is nice? Apple crumble, try that. You no, like that. no, 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 Sadiq, I'm going to have to correct you there. There's no such thing that, that... No, the only crumble worth anybody's business is rhubarb crumble. I love that as well. Rhubarb crumble. Although, I could quite happily eat a crumble crumble. Yes. Ian, can I ask a question? When it, I'm a celebrity coming back on again, do you know? I've got absolutely no idea. Soon. I know that Joe Swash, I was with Joe Swash today, and I think he's flying out to Australia. I think he said he's flying out to Australia in a couple of weeks. Are you excited he's coming back on again? No, no. Um, I, do you know what? I'm not going to watch it. I've not been asked to go on the ITV, t- ITV2 show, and I feel a little bit miffed at that. That's fine. Um, you don't be upset. You should be happy with other people going on it. Now. Oh, I, listen, I am happy, but you know me, Sadiq. I'm nuts, man. How do you tell me who's going in it? Uh, um, yeah, OK, I can, I, can tell you, I can tell you three names, right? What? Um, David Cameron. Yeah. David Schwimmer. 
don't know who that is. I don't know who that is. You don't know David Schwimmer? He did the video recently. No, I heard of him. I heard and of him. Look. Raheem Sterling. Who's that? He's a football man. Is there any coloured people going in it? Coronation Street. Any any coloured people? Coronation Street. Oh, Coronation. Yeah, yes, they are. Lo- loads of them are going in. Gail Tilsley's going in. Gail, Gail Platt is going in. Um, Bet Lynch. Who's that? I don't... Bet are Lynch, you going to watch it? Bet Lynch is in it. And uh, Ashley, 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 Ashley. Alf Roberts is going in as well. Is there any good films you recommend me to go and see at the cinema? Anything good out at the minute? Goosebumps 2. No, I mean action film, that Murder Mystery or something like that. Um, isn't Murder Mystery 2 out now? No, it's a horror film, Halloween. I want to see the new Halloween. I've got a soft spot for Halloween. Well, it's not real, you know. It's fake. Mm. Um, no, I like I like the hat. I, I've got a soft spot. I enjoyed the first th- three Halloween movies, controversially, even Halloween three. I enjoyed. So, but I don't I know. What... To... Go on. I'll ask a question. What's the hottest? What What's the hottest curry you ever had? Oh, mate, there's a question. Um, I don't know the hottest curry, um, but I, I can tell you the hottest place I've ever been to. If that's any use. I mean, curry, do you like ghost chilli pepper? Have you ever tried that? I've never tried it. I'm not... Uh, listen, I don't like it... T- I like it... I like a bit of kick to it, but I don't like it too hot, Sadiq. Would you ever come to Leicester to see me? I really want to meet you. Uh, if you gave me £5,000, I would love to, yeah. No, yeah, I want to come to your radio show. You never take me to your radio show. I'd That's... Like come Sadiq, you're breaking up. Say that again, mate. The phone's breaking up a little bit. I, I want to meet you. S- Sadiq? 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 I think we lost the Oh, there. that's sad. Don't know what was being said there. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Who the hell is this on my screen? It's a gentleman called Matt. He's an up and coming author. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is this is Matt. I feel like I'm living the showbiz dream. Matt Haig's on the. He he's tweeting, des- desperate to come on the show. <laughs> and we. How are you doing, Matt? Nice to speak to you, man. Okay, fine. I was just. Um, I was on the internet earlier, and I saw that thing you did for Robert Lindsay. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. And I'm not I'm not Robert Lindsay, but no. um I, I thought, well, he's obviously lonely. So. <laughs> Mate, you know I'm lonely. I'm as I'm getting now that as as the divorce closens closens, I think I'm gender fluid. I do. I think <laughs> I'm 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 kinda of thinking listen, I'm I'm forty five. That means what you think it means. I'm forty five. <laughs> no, I think I, the I word you're know. reaching for is desperate. <laughs> Maybe it's that. Hey, Matt Haig, how the hell are you, man? Are you doing all right? We noticed, uh, as we do, you had a little wobble yesterday, I think. You all right today? Yes. I did. I've uh, had a weird week. But no, I'm feeling really good today. Yeah. And I'm I'm sort of getting better at my wobbles. I have my wobble. And then inside the wobble, I'm okay. But yeah, it was was kind of of a wobbly one last night. But no, I, I woke up. I felt quite good. I forced myself. My thing is going running. I forced myself yeah. to get outside, natural sunlight, have a run. It was good. How is I that going to... I'm d- way better now to hear you, though, Ian. Oh, my God it, bless it, you, Matt. It's, it's, always, it's always a pleasure. And I tell you what, what is... Because I'm having a weird one, because I'm coming off my pills at the moment, and I'm... Are you? Man alive. With, with my doctor's... You know, under my doctor's supervision. But man alive, it's... um. What was I crying at the other day, Cass, that made no sense whatsoever? But it was the uh, saddest thing I'd ever thought of in my life. I don't, anyway, I was... Was I, it I, a thing about your kids being, I was being crying, old men? I was crying about my kids being sort of 50 and me not knowing them. Um, anyway, so I'm in a weird place. But, 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 I tell you what's making me smile a lot is, um, is everyone's loving your new book. 
Uh, the Truth Pixie, yeah. The Truth Pixie, everyone's loving it. I've not ordered it yet. Let me order it while I'm talking to you, because I know my kids would <laughs> love it. I my, know I'd love it. My youngest has nearly finished <laughs> it. She's <laughs> loving it. She likes the pictures, she likes the words, she's loving the whole thing. And it's the first book she's read by herself, actually. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's good, isn't it? There yeah. we go. Look, oh, ordered. that's good. Ordered. Yeah. Ordered. It's k- k- kind of that in-between eight. How old? How old? She is uh-huh. seven. Yeah, it's that kind of in-between between... Picture books proper and, you know, just getting into their bigger books to read. Um, no, I was asked for years and months and decades, not decades, but I was asked for a long time um, to write a book about mental health for kids. And I thought, oh, I don't know about that. You know, I don't know about doing a self-help book. But, yeah, The Truth Pixie is my, my version of that, just to try and make. It's a, um, good, it's a good thing. We were talking, we've been talking about this, and Kath was telling me, we were talking the other day about meditation and stuff and, and how some schools are introducing meditation and Kath, you were describing earlier on what what your six year old, seven year old, sorry, reading the book, yeah. what, what what she gets up to and how yeah. they meditate in class. I get this, Matt. After lunch, they um, all find yeah. their space. She said we sit cross legged and we put our hands upwards on our knees and do the little O's between our fingers and thumbs. She said then the teacher puts on this CD and we think about things. Yeah. Meditation. Oh. Isn't that yeah, great? that is meditation. And they need that in their day. They need a little yep. bit of a pause because it's so hectic, even for young kids now, isn't it? With, you know, schools, technology, million distractions. Um, you know, to have these little spaces where they just sort of accept themselves. But it's, which is why a book like this is great because it's not something that, uh, we talk about. I think we get, like, we're getting better, actually. And I will talk with my boys, you know, because we're going through a divorce and stuff, and it's tough. And I won't push it, but I will, you know, we'll be playing a video game or we'll be cooking or something. And I say, how's, how's everything? How are you feeling about me and mum not being together now and me living here? Are you mm-hmm. cool with it? Have you got any questions? You know, so what kind of we'll, we'll be slightly more open than my parents were when they got um, divorced. But it is this this kind of thing that we might as well start really early with them, age appropriate, and let them know A, that it's okay to talk about feelings and B, it's okay that whatever you're feeling is okay to feel. You know, don't feel any shame. Get this, Matt. My eldest, my eight-year-old, we were in bed on Sunday morning and he got into bed with me and he said, Dad, I think I know I think I know two swear words now. And I said, all right, son, well, go on, you, you, you tell them. He said, oh, no, no, I don't want to tell them, you'll be angry. And I said, look, I promise you, I won't be angry. If you tell them to me, I can tell you what they are and if they're offensive, and I, can, I, I, I promise I won't judge you. And so he said, crap, and he said the F word. My little eight-year-old baby, my baby. Oh, wow. And part of me, you know this, man, part of me was in hysterics inside. Yeah. <laughs> and, and part of me's thinking, oh, my, my baby's lost his innocence. Yeah, yeah. But we had a really lovely chat about it and i said look to me it's just words you know and it's strange how words have power but for example if you said that that f word to your grandmother i know she would be very upset and this is why and it just felt like we were a kind of a breakthrough moment for us that I, i'm sure you're you're having in a different way with your kids and i think more and more people are having now than they did 30 years ago where we kind of sit down and talk with them and and explain yeah, explain Yes, although I, I did a little con trick with my, my kids about the F word. Mm. I said, oh, oh, that's okay, actually. The one you don't want to say is flip. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, 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 and they, they add... <laughs> and, oh, that's good. Day, 
to this day, they are, you know, they're, they're, you know so, so it hasn't stuck. But they keep on saying the flip word yeah. because they, they, they know it has power while they think it has. Yeah. It's, it's funny, anyway. isn't it? I'm, I mentioned, and I was on, they overheard me on the phone to Kath going, well, they, they didn't, they said this and they said this, but luckily they didn't say the C word. And my eight year old sort of, yeah. you could tell me at the corner of his eye, my eye looked at me as if to say, there's a there's a c word now. <laughs> there's, a, there's a word with more power. Oh man, I'm finding that one out. But so what? So how? Long, you seem to have books dropping out of you every few few minutes, man. For God's sake, take well, a break. How long? How long has this been going? So you mentioned a few years ago it was you were asked to write it. How long have you been doing it for? And what was the kind of reasoning behind the Truth Pixie? This Truth Pixie. Listen, this is serious. Last Boxing Day, as you often find on Boxing Day, I was in a bit. I was having another little wobble. Yeah. I was having a, a bit of a stressed out anxiety patch. I actually had had it for a few weeks last Christmas. I was in a, quite bad for me in recent years. And um, I, I just sat down and wrote this poem, like a rhyming child's poem about the truth picture, which is a character I've written about before. But I gave her her own book. And I, I just wrote it. And I didn't know, I didn't think my publishers would want it. And I didn't know if I was even going to show it to my publishers. But I was just doing it for me, for the kids cheer ourselves up the truth picks him a sad human girl this sort of story about how this sad human girl finds optimism and happiness again and um it was literally about two two days work the whole thing so it wasn't like short books ian is the way forward just you know (laughs) short. short. It, it actually turned out a bit more than that and to be fair the illustrator chris mold probably spent months on it oh yeah he does all the hard work that guy he's brilliant Exactly. But, um, no, it was, it was just one of those things that just happens really naturally and nicely. And, um, but, you know, it, 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 I think it surprised the publishers a bit last week, you know, because it was taking off a bit online and people were liking it. And adults were reading it. That was yeah. a weird thing. I thought it was just going to be seven hours. So, yeah, no, it's good. I and mean, it's nice to do things that you feel, you know, ever since I wrote that Mental Health That Reasons Stay Alive, it's quite nice to do things that people find useful, I suppose. And lots of, um, you know, Twitter, as we both know, as all three of us know, is, it can be a very dark place populated yeah. by a-holes. <laughs> but you, yeah. it's, it's, a, it's such a joy to see you getting so much love and the book getting so much love. And, you know, you've got pictures of kids finishing it and mum's going, thanks for this, Matt. I, I, my you know, kid just finished this today. And, they, you know, there's, there's a lot of love around it. Yeah, and I'm yeah, and it's surprising because you never know, absolutely never know. And obviously, this is totally new for me. I've never done a book that rhymes and um, for this age group or anything. So it's lovely to see. I mean, the ones I really like is like when it was a kid in um, Great Ormond Street reading it, cheered her up. This girl with cerebral palsy at a party, and she doesn't normally like parties, and she's lost it. Those sort of things wow. are quite sort of like magical. But yeah, no, it, it, it's been it's been a it's been a sort of weird week, but. As I'm sure you know yourself, and I think we've talked about this before, when you sometimes have an outwardly very good and exciting time, yeah, yeah. that can often be a bit mentally mm. unsettling. So that's why I think why I was having my wobble last week. Yeah, no. Getting too wrapped up in myself. It, no, it, but it makes, it makes perfect sense. Do you get, because this, like, this, this is like in the top three, isn't it, of the books? Of the books. Yeah, yeah, and it's really hard, obviously, at this time of year, with your you, you David Williams and you Wimpy kids and stuff. So, yeah, we're really tough, but it got in the best of our chart. But do you feel, because you've had the last few have done really well in terms of bestseller and getting to number one, I think, does that create an added pressure of going, well, oh, my God, this book, 
only got to number five. You know, d- 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 start, my tongue is slightly in my cheek, but d- do you know what I mean? <laughs> An added pressure of the, the last one got to yeah. number one and this is only getting to number five. That means maybe I'm not as good. Or can you see beyond that? Well, it's all about expectation. With this one, it's all been nice because the expectation... Like, I had no expectations of it at all. And so that it does, did anything is great. The fact that it sort of exceeded all my other kids' books before is brilliant. And it's, you know, selling loads. So that's great. But absolutely, the, wor- the worst thing you do... Because as soon as it does well, you then expect it to stay doing well. And, yeah. and, and the, the worst thing is you, you, you can go on Amazon now and just look at your number and you can get disappointed about moving just out of the top 10 on Amazon. You know, you've got a book that's obviously selling quite well to be at number 11, but then you get disappointed that it slips to number 12 or, you know, it's ridiculous. But, um, yeah, I I, I, I have got enough now of a little inner therapist voice that just told me to get my perspective on that sometimes because I suppose it's like you with um, listener numbers and oh stuff, god don't it? <laughs> we, we, got, we, got, we got them today Matt it ain't great <laughs> it's not great and you kind of just got to suck it up and go alright well let's let's um, you know well, let's get wait for the next ones to come yeah, in but the other thing is when they're brilliant you don't believe it yeah 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 there is. when they're terrible you totally believe it you know um, you, you, yeah it, it's quality Ian, isn't it? you've just got incredibly intense quality devoted list mm. Well, um, yes, yes. They're, <laughs> they're nuts, I'm going to be honest. <laughs> I can say that because I'm nuts. I can use that yeah. word because it's me. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah what, 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 what's, what's next, Matt? You're having, it's so lovely. To, you're having a really good run at the moment. And, it, you know, it's, it's, um, it's great to see. And the, 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 the books that you're, you're nearly said churning out, how rude. But it do, you, you do seem to drop them quite often. The, the, they've all been great recently. They've been really good. So what is next? Next is, what's next? Um... Uh, I don't know what's next. I need a holiday. Yeah. I, have, you, have you had a holiday? Before? What's that? I've, I've heard that word. It reminds me of something, but I don't. <laughs> You've had a couple of little getaways. I, I took the boys to New York in August. That's what I did. That was my holiday this year, and it was a, it was a delight. Oh, that would have been good, yeah. Yeah, no, um, I, I, so, yeah, I'm, I'm really bad at January. Oh, he's hung up. He's so bad at January, he can't talk Let about Let me see it. if I can get, Hang on, I can get him back. I can get him back. I can do... Uh... He's like, I've had enough of this. I, was like, I, don't want to... I, was, I was just tweeting. I didn't want to go on the flipping show. It's only been showbiz saying, yeah, whenever. Jeez. Jeez, my egg. Sometimes this line doesn't work if I... Um... Do you want oh. me to... Yeah. Oh, hang on. Matt, are you there? I'm sorry, but the person you've called... Doesn't want to talk to you anymore. Wowzers. Um, you know, we're done. Tell him thanks. We can say thanks. All right, fine. Oh, three, four. We've got Malka, we've got Alistair, we've got Mark. So we've got blokes. We've got a lot of blokes. Can we get some women on, please? Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. This is the Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee and Catherine Boyle on Talk Radio. Uncut after hours conversation for the up all night generation. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. Uh, his phone died. <laughs> phone died. That's what this, is. this is real life, real London. These these things happen. Thank you, Matt. Always nice. Matt's new book is called The Truth Pixie. I literally just ordered it um, while we were talking to him because I think I'll have a read of that. I know my, my eldest will certainly, um, when he comes and stays, he's, we've got a big stack of um, annuals that he reads. And they bring books over with them and stuff. And But, uh, um, but I will leave that by his bed. He'll love it. Oh, I'm sure he will absolutely adore it. 0344 499 1000. There's some phone calls and then we're going to talk about sex in Japan or rather the lack of it. Good evening, Malky. Good evening, man. How are you doing, all right? I'm all right. Thank you, man. What have you got for us today? 
Uh, two quick points yeah. and a main point. Okay. First quick point, Susan Kalman, first of all. Yep. Uh, so a Stan Comedy Club. She's very talented, but she put an unnecessary put down a young up and coming comedian. Well, so, well, hang, well, uh, well, well, hang on a minute. Hang, like, on a minute. hang on a minute. I, I, I wasn't there. I we've only have your side of the story in this. Ah. And so, you know, that's it's a little bit unfair to, to come on a national oh, radio station. Excited, yeah, but. but but you're doing the but. But that's a little bit unfair to come on a radio station and have a pop at someone who's not here to tell us whether yeah, that story maybe. is true or false or is that taken out of context or or whatever. Yeah, but so, I didn't like what she'd said when you'd made a fair point. You're just talking about, you made a fair point, she's made a cheat. Well, yeah, but it's your, your yeah, well, you know, well, you weren't there, were you? No, no. Well, you I'm only have my side of things. That. You've got my bias. Yeah. Of things. Well, it was I, a small. I, I believe in you, Ian. You believe you're I correct, believe me. Listen, side. it was a small thing. It was fine. It was not. It was not yeah. me sat there going, "Oh, that cow! How dare!" Yeah. It was just. It was a small thing, and you know, it was. Fine. It was. A, it was a silly, light-hearted game show, and it was. It was fine, and you know, there's no. There's, don't listen. Listen, Malky. I can look after myself in those that situations, and I know when to fight my battles, when to sit back and applaud, and you know, it got a laugh, and that's what it's all about: getting a laugh. I know, and you've got a big check going through your door. So Beautiful big check. If, if it fits through the door, that's the thing. They might have to. They might have to leave it around the back. The White Album. Yes. Charles Manson. Yes. Do you know about that? Um, you know that? you got, I do. I do. But let's hear your take on it. No, no. It's just a very quick. The uh, he took uh, Blackbird, I think, Helter Skelter, and Piggy, and they were all party people who wiped out. Um, he just tried to take us sort of... Yeah, he what? interpreted in his um, insane way that, um, yeah. that me- there were messages on the White Album um, that were... That, I don't know if they were instructing him to tell people to go and kill, because, of course, Manson didn't actually kill anyone in the Tate LaBianca house. He may have... Yeah. He may have. Funnily enough, I was... Funnily enough, isn't this a small world? I was emailing... I was receiving emails tonight from someone who is... One is two is two degrees of separation away from the Tate Labianca murders. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. Two. I was, I was receiving emails from someone who would have been living five miles away from when that happened, and was uh, was really good friends with the guy whose house it was and who was probably the intended target. Um, Terry Melcher, Doris Day, some. And I was uh, speaking to Dean Torrance from Jan and Dean this evening. So it all links up, ma'am. Gee, was man. There you That's go. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, well, my final point was yes. um, about uh, last night. I absolutely loved your Hallelujah with Tommy Robinson. At the end of the night. <laughs> I forgot about that. Hilarious. That's some song, huh? Well, I slept on it. Yeah. And then I woke up with a theory. Go on. So I'm going to share my theory. Yeah. Um, now you know his name is like Stephen Lennon or something. Stephen like Yaxley Lennon. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So he changed his name to Tommy Robinson. Then I thought about it, and then I thought, do you know, I hate Robinson. Why do I hate Robinson? Then I thought about it. Do you remember Ask the Family? Uh, with Robert uh, Robert Robinson, yes. Yes. Hated that problem as a kid. Despised it. Right. Well, come on, then you can't hate Cru- Tommy Robinson just because of Ask the Family. Then Crusoe. Robinson. Oh, here we go. Robinson. Yeah, Robinson Crusoe is a boring story and racist. Robinson Crusoe is a racist man. Friday. Let's not give him a proper name. Let's make him a slave and just call him a day. And then then we had Orange Squash. 
the, the I'm not. I will not have a word said against the makers of barley water. No, no. You, I'm not no. fine. No, I'm shut not. up. On a hot, shut up, man. On a hot day, a glass of cool Robinson's barley water or Robinson's squash with some icing, or lukewarm in a plastic beaker. Immediately, yeah, exactly. you're five again. Cat, yes, cat, cat with a fly in it. And, and then Swiss Family. Now that's a poor man's Walton's. Um, no, no, hang on, <laughs> dude, you've got your, this all about it. The, the, the Waltons is the, the Swiss Family Robinson rip-off, surely. Well, maybe, maybe. <laughs> and then my, my last one is... I'm trying to think of other Robinsons. Um, but you know who he's really one... named after, don't you? Oh. Yeah. Tommy Robinson that he's named after yeah. was a football hooligan in the MIGs, the oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. town firm. Yeah, yeah. Um, so he's an ex-MIG. He's, Tommy Robinson, such a weirdo. I mean, he got he got done for he went to prison for for duffing in a, his girlfriend or wife in the street and then smacking a copper. And you just think, what? Well, just, just thoroughly unpleasant. And the, that, the 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 history behind his name and thoroughly unpleasant. And yet, yet so many. Here's the thing: you won't see many intelligent people. I've, I'm a fan of thick people. Right? I like thick people. I do, of course, I do. But you won't see many intelligent people going. Well, actually, um, you think you'll find that the, the Tommy Robinson really does re- deserve our respect. It, you don't get any people that have, I don't know, read more than a dozen books defending Tommy Robinson. But it's the usual thing, and it's a bit of... It's the flavour of the climate at the moment, where if they say enough so that it suits you, you can overlook the rest. Yeah, 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 yeah. You, you can, but my last one ties it in. Go on. And it's innocuous. It's actually Smokey. Now, I'm a massive fan of his, but when I was a kid... And of I who? Smokey? Smokey Robinson. Yeah. OK. I thought you meant Smokey, the ba- Alice, who the bleak no, is no. Alice. But it was... <laughs> you're saying, hang on, you're saying Smokey Robinson is a Tommy Robinson fan? No, Are they no, related? It's a, mis- it's a misheard lyric when okay. I was a kid. Yeah. Because I always thought that song by ABC was when Smokey sings, I hear violence. Oh, <laughs> 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 oh mate. Oh, mate. Malky, excellent call, man. Thank you very much indeed. When Smokey sings, I hear violence. Wow. <laughs> Uh, that's a good song. ABC were all right, weren't yeah. they? I just think that, that maybe the, they took themselves a little bit too seriously. They were too grown up for me. Yeah, but Martin, um, what's his name? Martin um, Blondfella. Yeah. Told Kelly Betts not to phone him ever again once. Martin. He was on the radio the other night. Don't Google it. Of course I'm going to Google it. Don't Google it. it. We can work this out. No, let, let me work it out. Oh, I got it. Let me work it out. Um, what was his first name again? I've forgotten his Martin. first. Martin. Blonde lad. Yeah. Strong side parting. Mm-hmm. You got the look. That's the look. The look, look of love. That's the look. That's the look. The look of love. Uh, Martin. Uh, Martin. Uh, oh, right. Uh, I'm going to say it because I need to get it out of my system. Martin Kellner. No. Right. That's gone. I know it's no. That's gone. Martin. Begins with a C, didn't nope. it? No. Martin Shaw. Martin Smith. Martin Riley. Martin Crook. Martin Delane. Mar- Martin. Martin. Martin Fartin. Fartin Martin. Martin. Um, Mark might know. Mark, Mark, who is the Martin from ABC? Uh, I have absolutely no idea. That's disappointing, mate. You've let you've let us Sorry, all down. Mate. You've let us down. Sorry. You've let us down. I Never know. mind. I'm, I'm going to let you go. I'm going to. You can still pass. I'm going to let you let you through. What have you got for us? Thank you, mate. Thank you. Yeah. Look. Um, first of all, how are you? I'm okay. How are you getting on? Good. I'm okay. Um, secondly, just, just a really quick thing. Um, one of the things that I did, you know how kind of you, you want to do things with your kids that you can all do together, you both, you all enjoy, and everyone's got their own kind of, uh, your kids have got their own kind of, like, 
things that they enjoy and don't enjoy, and you want to get something you can all do together. Yeah. If you know what I mean. Yeah. One thing I did... Does it begin with S? Around... No. Hey? Sorry, I'm just trying to look at the, the singer from, from ABC, Martin. T, does it begin with T? Martin Kemp. Not Martin Kemp, it begins with F. What about Martin? Martin Fry. Boom. Martin Fry! What? Martin from EastEnders. Here we go. This is... Thank EastEnders you. is not a surname. Mark? No, right. Fowler. Right, Mark, you Mark have... Fowler. Right. He did it. Shut that's up, it. Mark, You've shut up. You've got the look. You've got the look. Yeah, it's him. OK. Definitely right, we, this is the phone-in. Thanks so much. Famous Martins. So we've got, we got Fry. Kemp. Uh, Kemp. Fowler. Fowler. Sheen. Sheen. Daniels. Well, Martin Daniels. Hang on a minute. I don't know if I can allow Martin Daniels. Why? I know who he is. OK, fair enough. Dean Martin. Are we going there? Can we do that? Can we? Can we? Can we alternate first? And yeah, we can. We can actually. Can we do Martin McFly? Oh no, because his name's Marty. Then, then it opens know? a whole world of possibilities. <laughs> Ma- well, it doesn't. There aren't that many. Di- there aren't that many famous. The lady Martin Kane. Martins. Mar- you're oh. being a- right. I'm- one more of those. I'm going to ask you to leave, Catherine. Martin Kane. <laughs> Mark, what have you called in for? Sorry. Yes. So one thing I was going to say was that one thing I did with my my girls after my separation, was to do Round the World in 80 days. Or Round the World in 80 meals. Yeah, well, that's correct. That's, that's, okay, all right, yeah. go on then. No, right. you know, that's slightly more practical, round yes. Round the World in 80 days. Yes. Round the World in 80 meals. And what we did was I wanted to engage them and kind of, like, make family meals something, you know, because... If you're a family, you all sit down together. But if you're a single parent, it's a bit more difficult and yeah. you want to create that sort of thing. Yeah. So what I did was around the world, making meals. I like it. And, and and I said, okay, right. First of all, we start off, where do we want to go? And one of the children would say, oh, India. So my uncle would say India. Okay, well, I hope okay, you said, fine. no, you can't start in India. We're going around the world. You can't yeah. start in India. It's got to be either yeah, America or someone on the continent. Way. Honestly, you haven't yet. Yeah, you haven't met my youngest. Oh, I'm getting angry oh, on your yeah, behalf, Mark. What she likes, honestly. Um, so what we do is I go, okay, India, fine. Okay, so you, you come to me from Thursday to Monday. So uh, next, next, next Thursday, mm. between now and next Thursday, what I want you to do is go away and research three facts about the country. Okay. Three facts. Just come back with three facts about the country. Yeah. And, and what I would do is, uh, in that week, yeah. basically, find a recipe. Yeah. Curry. Cook recipe, sit down, and we'd eat this kind of local recipe. Yeah. And they'd both come back, and they have to have three... Oh, no, I like that. I like this. Facts. This is three, nice. Three facts about the how, country. How old, how old are the kids? So now... 13 and 10, but at the time they were five and oh, six and four. Six okay, and I like this. This is nice. This is nice. Because <clears> you <throat> want a little bit of content. Here's another thing as well. Sorry to interrupt. When the kids aren't living with you and you see them once a week or once a fortnight or yeah. once every three weeks, you just want that little bit of continuity. It's like, well, listen, <clears> by <throat> the next time you come, let's, let's, have, yeah. let's have this in place. It's nice to have a little ongoing project. I like and that. That's lovely. Well, Ian, yes. What you want is to be doing something that's leading up to seeing them again. Martin because, Short. You know, the thing is, is that, you know, my kids used to go on Sunday afternoon, yeah. and Sunday afternoons were the worst time in my life. Yeah. So I needed something to think, OK, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. I'm going to think about Thursday. 
I'm going to think about Thursday and what we're going to do. Yeah. So it was almost like kind of lo- looking forward. To oh, you're you're a, you're a clever man, Mark. You're a very very clever man. I, I like this. I don't know about that. I no, don't know about I like this because you're right. That moment, kind of like, that moment when you t- when they go and you get back to the because I take them home and and I said to them when you're in my house, my house comes alive, right? And they, they said, well, mm. they said well, when you're not here, it's just bricks and it's a home and it's comfortable and I like it. But when you're here, it comes alive. And there's that moment when I take the boys home. And then I come back to my house, and suddenly my house is just bricks again, bricks and concrete again, I and it's, say, it's empty. My, my girls used to say to me, Dad, what do you do? What do you do when, when we're not there? And I say, oh, God, I'm so busy, I do this. But actually, yeah. now they're older, I say, I was on pause. Yeah. On pause. Sorry, I'm just writing down, uh, thanks to Amy and Gaz, I'm writing down Scorsese, Clunes, and Luther King. <laughs> Yes, and Martin Fowler. We, we, um, Fowler's up there, man! He's number three! <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, no, so I don't want to take up too much of the show, but well, you know, at the end me. of the day, it was kind of just like... It just... It, when they came back... Yeah. You know, I, I'd find a beer that was sort of country. They'd have three facts. We'd, I'd cook it. Did you say a beer from something. the country? Well, beer, yeah. If I could. You had a beer How from wholesome. the country? <laughs> He's getting his kids pissed! I know. <laughs> he no, no, he's gone from being a great dad they're to a terrible one! They were on the hard stuff. You're a good lad. Um, but I would, I'd get a beer from the country for me, and I'd try and find the local drink that the kids would have. Yeah. So, I don't know, if it was, if it was um, Thailand or something, you'd try and find some sort of drink they had in Thailand yeah. for the kids. Tizer. But, but, but the good thing was... They would help me cook it. There you go. And that's what it's... Mark, listen, so I've got... We'd all get together. Go on. And we'd all cook it. We'd all do it. Yeah. And and it gave me something to look forward to. And, you know, I just think... And we we did. We went, we went round the world in 80 meals. We Mark... Every single country I can't move year. on, because I'm so late for the ads, and I'm so late for the other ones. But thank you. I like that. At the start of that, I'm pulling my face with it going, what? But actually... As a dad whose kids come and visit once every two, three weeks, however long it is, we have not quite worked it out yet. I like that. That's nice. Because the cooking thing, as you know, Kath, I've discovered, is, yeah. is a great way of, get, of just saying, right, well, for you choose what we're going to cook, so we're cooking cakes and stuff. You choose what we're going to cook, I'll get the ingredients, and we'll do it. And it's a great way of just, just the three of you doing stuff and laughing and making a mess. I've not seen kids licking a bowl for years, and they're licking the bowl. Um, and so doing that, it's setting them a little bit of homework over that when, when you come back, uh, let's see if we can have three facts each. I like that. That's nice. Thank you for that, Mark. That's a lovely thing to share. Yeah. Martin Freeman. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. Why the hell not? 0344-499-1000 is the phone number. Famous Martins tonight. Across the UK, online and on DAB. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Uh, don't forget, next week uh, we start a new feature called Whiskey Wednesday where we get calf pissed. 0344 499 1000, famous Martin. So far we have Fry, Kemp, Fowler, Sheen, Daniels, Dean, Short, Scorsese, Clunes, Luther King, The News Agents, Freeman, Doctor, and Ricky. Oh, Ricky Martin. 0344 499 1000 is the telephone number. Yes, Alistair! Hello? Sorry? Hello? Yes, hello. Hi, hello, Cass. How are you doing? None of your business. Get to the point. My health is not in question. I'm going to steal that from him now. He's, enough time has passed. My health is not in question. 
Okay, right. Martin Peters was a seventies footballer. Oh, come on. No. Crying out loud, no, Alistair. Come on, dude. I'd be well, hard... I, had, I got Martin Fry before you, well, and I well, also got Martin Scorsese uh, well, hang, before you. Well, hang on a second. What do those two both have in common? Begin with They're Martin. both famous Martins. What does Martin Peters not have in common with them? Well, he was famous in the 70s. No, not? he wasn't. I, w- I was around in the 70s, and I'd never heard of him. OK. Fair enough. Whatever. Yeah. There we go. And also, Catherine, just to remind me, sorry, who did you hear say Fry and Scorsese first? Was it me or was it Alistair? Um, you. So, Alistair, we, we don't actually have any evidence that you got it first, so I'm afraid... Well, I did, we, so, I, we, don't, we, we don't have any evidence. You need, to brew, you need to bring three witnesses. Hang on a second, we might have one. Um, Gatford? Jesus. Gatford? Yeah? Who, right, now it's buzzing, and you don't, you can't, we can hardly hear you, so this is a very poor start, and you've called uh, in to defend Alistair. Well, have I? Yes, you have. Oh, OK, yeah, I'm defending Alistair. So who did you hear... Say, Fry and Scorsese first. Was it me well, or Alistair? I wasn't listening, so I'm guessing Alistair. OK, right, fine, that's, that's one all. Mm-hmm. We right, need... Right. Shut up. Also, Martin Shut... Peters is an MBE. Shut up. We okay. need... We don't... We're talking about famous people, not royal bumlicks. We need two more witnesses to either be on my side or Alistair's side. So I'm putting this to you, dear listener. Uh, well, the f- calls are going to go straight to air now as I'm... we call... Shut up! I didn't get a choice. Shut your face! As we, um, we are now, the court is now residing, you, the court is residing, so you need to do, judge, judge Kath, you need to do Oh, it. not again. All rise, for me. Yeah. Oh, you right, you, you think now. highly of yourself, don't you? You, uh, should respect my office. <laughs> you can, you've got room for another chair and desk in there. <laughs> right, hang on, hang on, so qu- quickly, because we've got calls coming in now. So All right, in the words of Marvin Gaye, can I get a witness? Go on then, so say hello to line three. Hello, line three. Hi, mate. Um, I've got a Martin for you. No, n- n- I'm not allowed to speak, sorry. I'm, on the, I'm in the dock. Who's correct? Before we begin, I, I'm really interested in you, Martin. I really am. Who's correct? Who was the first? Was it Alistair or was it Ian? Ian, he's always right. Thank you very much. You'll have to correct. call back in later on 0344 499 1000. So far, even Stevens. So, one more will be the decider. No, it's 2 1 to me. Is it? Well, yeah, because you were my witness. Oh, I don't think I count anymore. Okay, wrong. Flip it. All right, so it's one all. Alistair and Ian. Uh, right, here we go. Um, say hello to line four. Hello, hello, line four. Jesus. Hello? Oh, flipping heck, man. 0344. Right, try line five. Line five. Yeah, it's Dave again. I didn't give him a Martin. D- all right, quick. Landau. Thanks very much Thank indeed. You. We'll have Landau. We'll have Landau. Fair enough. That's a good Martin, actually. Thank you, Dave. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Are you slowing everything up, Gatford and, and Alice? They're really slowing everything up here. Okay. We'll slowed everything down. Martin Lyons. Why do we say we've slowed everything down and then say we've slowed everything up? Go on, line five. Talk to line five. Hello, line five. Hello. Uh. Alistair. Thank you. Bye. There we go. Okay. Bye forever. <laughs> Shut up, Alistair. Shut your face. Shut your face. Right, so it's 2 1 to Alistair. Try um, line six. Line six, yes, hello. Oh, I'm on the inside. Okay. Thank you very much indeed. That complicates it, things here's, It doesn't. Here's the deciding vote. Say hello to line seven, deciding vote. Hello, line seven. 
Ian every time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, thank you very much. Right. And well, you were about to agree, Line 8. Hello? Yes? Trumped up charges. Unbelievable. Right, OK, you can start <laughs> taking the calls again now. So, Alistair, it would appear that... Um, I actually said Fry and Scorsese first. Well, and... you said it first, but I thought it first. Oh, oh I see. Wasting the court's time, my lady. Wasting the court's was, time. I was on the, I was on the phone waiting. Wasting the, the court's time, oh, my lady. Oh, dearie me. Wasting the court's time, my lady. I think, per, I think you have to sentence him. I think I do have to sentence you, Alistair. Oh, well then, hello. And I'd sentence Gatford as well for and Gatford for perjury. Could I approach the bench? No, I want you to bend over. Pardon? So I can insert my boot, and off you go, banned for mm, a week. Thank you very much indeed. I I don't make I don't make the rules, guys. Milady does. Yes, please. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. It's nice to see the judge making a little comeback there. I do love it. I mean, she's always there. I'm always judging, but it's just whether I get the authority. Exactly. Got okay. mayonnaise on my frock. That's not mayonnaise, yeah. is it? Yeah. Is that why you were licking yourself? Yeah, it's very stubborn. You, here's the thing. Here's the thing, dear listener. That's why I Catherine, always wear patterns. I can rub it in. Catherine has always got some form of deposit <laughs> down her. Dinner medals. She got coffee. You can't. She's got coffee. It'll go down there if she's. I've got this thing. What was it we were eating the other day? And I, I kept. I have to keep saying to you, lean forward, <laughs> lean forward. We're at. But we're at Byron's. I kept going, lean forward, because you sat there with a burger over your chest, going lean forward, so that it's over the plate. <laughs> it's over the plate. Normally, I put my burger in a nappy, don't I? Sorry. I hold it in with a. I put a, put a little. I put the serviette on oh, the end of it. How was no? Oh, guys. What? Steve Martin. Of course. One of the finest Martins. Steve Martin wrote a brilliant book, right? I'm not a massive Steve Martin fan, but he wrote a brilliant book, short little book called Born Standing Up, about how he got into comedy. I'll lend it to you. Such a good read. It's, it's brilliant. It's really inspiring. Really, really inspiring. It's a, it's a lovely little read. Um, 0344, we just did an hour. I haven't got onto the Japanese sex thing. I had a really interesting programme on Radio 4 on the way in. Um, because um, Pauline Stoke-Pogge was, was talking to James Whale. I couldn't listen to that Muppet. Um, you missed a really good caller. <sighs> a female caller I'd not heard before. I was thinking, I'll have that one. Oh, what was that? She called Susan. Do you know what? Could you get Could you get a clip of it and we'll yeah. play a bit of it? Yeah. We'll play a bit. I'll James Whale, by the way, does a great show, Monday to Thursday, 7 till 10. Get a bit of that and we'll play it during the She's next brilliant. hour. I heard a bit of it. She was telling him off. Oh, but sometimes she was telling him off. She wasn't telling him off, but just her tone of voice was very... Um, Powerful. Um, yeah, we'll play a bit of that. Um, but I was listening to an incredible program on Radio Four about Japan and um, how their population is about is shrinking because they're all too scared to have sex. It's incredible. We'll talk about that. Simon, stay there. You'll be the first caller. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. This is Talk Radio. Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making when you talk. When the ship runs out of ocean and the vessel runs aground, lands where we know the boat is found. Now there's nothing unexpected but the water giving out. Land's not a word we have to shout, but there's something beside the shoreline moving across the beachhead, coming up from the shipwreck, making as if to say, women and men. Women and men, women and men, 
Phones 0344 499 1000, the late night alternative, Britain's least listened to um, late night phone in show on Britain's least listened to radio station. Weeknights from 10, and myself, Ian Lee, good evening, Catherine Boyle, and you, dear listener, and you're thinking of where's the question? Where's the Brexit? Where's the Trump? Where's the Philip Green? Is the green stuff? Give me the green stuff, man. I need some green stuff. Um, there isn't one. We just sit here and we chat and we talk about our day and our lives and how things are going and maybe some stories from the news or bits and pieces that we've picked up. And um, we talk about that. And you, dear listener, you are very, very welcome to call in. Um, 0344 499 1000 is the telephone number. You can give us a call about absolutely anything you want. Big news story, small news story. Um, I did, I did want to ask something, but I'm aware that it, Simon, stay there, we'll come to you in a minute. Simon's the only caller we got lined up, dear listener, so if you're thinking I have to wait for ages, you'll be on in a few minutes, I guarantee it. I did. There's a question that I've sort of wanting to to ask for a while, but I am aware that by asking it, it kind of goes against um, it kind of goes against what we've always said this show stands for, and I don't sort of know. I don't know how to phrase this question. I've got a question, Kath, that goes against everything we stand for. Comes to Coca Cola, okay, and I don't that. know. I don't know if I want to ask. Is that my physical? There we go. I'm so, could, dear listener, could you bear with me? I am so thirsty. Can I just have a little swig of the old Swiggington? Mm. Ah, that's better. So here's the question. I've been thinking for ages, right? We always say on the show, we don't talk about Brexit or Trump or Muslims or terrorism unless we kind of... It's such a big thing that we feel we have to or our bosses tell us we have to or whatever. Um... But I listen to a lot of news radio and a lot of speech radio and a lot of phone-in radio. On this station, listen to this station, I also listen to a lot of the BBC locals, Five Live. Five Live, not so much, actually, but from time to time, LBC, Radio 4. And all of them are talking about Brexit a lot. They're talking about Brexit a lot, right? And there's only one time on this show, a couple of times, there's only one time on this show I've I've sat back and thought... And we probably got that wrong. Probably got that whole show wrong. And that was on the night of the Brexit referendum. Well, we didn't do it. And looking back, do you know what? I, we probably should have done it. I don't it. think we were allowed to, were we? No, we, well, no, we could do, because it, it, it finished at 10. The polls oh, were shut right, at 10, okay. so we could have done. Um, and we didn't do it that night. We deliberately made, did our thing of, of avoiding it and not doing it. And um, you know what? That was probably a mistake. We either should have stood aside and let someone else do it, or we should have done it in our own unique way, is what I think. And what I thought sort of shortly after. 
But everybody does Brexit, right? So there's obviously big business for phone-ins on Brexit. Don't worry, we're not going to do a... We might be doing a Brexit phone-in. Here's the thing. I genuinely don't care about Brexit. I don't care, right? I voted to stay. I'd rather we were staying. But I don't actually care. What? I think it was a bit of a rum-do. Right. But now we're going a certain way. I don't see what being angry is going to solve. I don't care. I don't care, really. I don't care. Right. I remember we had a, a guy last week trying to convince me to, to be concerned about fracking. Right. There was a guy on James's show last night, the lead, one, of the lead, one of the leaders of the Green Party, who did a much, much better I job. I heard him, yeah. He was brilliant. Let me just try and get him on here one night, if, if, it's, if James don't mind, because I thought he was great. I don't, want to pick, I don't want to poach James's guests, but I thought he was great, and I thought he explained it. And he made me think, oh, actually, OK, maybe there, there is a reason to be anti-fracking. Right? Well, also, it happened again, hadn't it? They'd gone had yeah. a red alert or something yeah. and had to stop till the next morning. And he explained it brilliantly. Right? Um, and, but, but Brexit, I, don't, I don't, really don't care. I suspect we'll be a little bit worse off, you know. And my kids will be, you know, things will be a little bit tougher for them. But visas, visas aren't a problem. You, get, you have to have a visa to go to America. I, I don't really care. I'm, I'm trying to trying to get excited and motivated. I don't care. So here's the here's the here's the question that I'm trying to form. Am I am I missing something here? Am I am I it, it, me not caring? Why should I care? I guess. Why should I care? Why should I care? Is me not caring? Am I missing out on something here that in 20 years' time I'm going to go, Oh, I wish I'd cared! I mean, I don't care about a lot of things. I care about my kids, I care about my job. That's it. I, I, did you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Why should I care? Why I should, find it really difficult care. to get any purchase on it at the moment because it feels like two drunks squaring up to each other, right? Are they going to fight or not? Because at the moment, they're, everyone's throwing what-ifs and what might happen around but actually it's all for it's all for political effect at the moment isn't it neither side wants to show their hand but what? both sides want to make it make out that they're the tough guy i'm not sure what's going to happen yet and i, I get the feeling neither are they i'm sorry i'm just trolling someone on facebook um um so uh, 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 this may get nothing but why should I care? What am I missing? Am I missing something? And don't find out, you've got to care because your kids will have... It'll be harder for them to get to Europe. I don't really care. I don't really care. You know, it, it's, it, it's hard to get into some countries. OK, fine. I, don't, I just don't... And, and, and the, the way that, you know, a lot of broadcasters who I respect will dedicate so much of their shows to Brexit. I, I do sit there in my car thinking... Am I, am I missing? Am I missing something? Am I being really dumb? Or, dear listener, and this isn't going to be like a, you know, I don't want this to be a Brexit kind of. Well, this is the reason we should leave, and this is where the reason we need a people's vote. <laughs> or, are you, dear listener, like me in that you don't really care? You don't really care either way. You preferred it went one way, but you don't care. Now, I suspect there will be a lot of crossover because radio shows attract people of similar political biases and backgrounds. So I suspect there will be a lot of people going, yeah, I don't care. But maybe there are huge supporters of Brexit and huge people who hate Brexit who, me saying I don't care, has got them tearing 
their hair out. I'm going to put it out there. Well, Sam, 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 that doesn't help. Sam's texted, yes, you should care. That doesn't mean anything, though, but that doesn't mean anything. Because someone could text and go, no, you shouldn't care. Saying, yes, you... Also, the word should. I don't like the word should. And I really, really try and avoid saying, well, this is what you should do. Or, no, you should be feeling like this, because there's no should. No, no, no. This is how I would react to it, but how you're reacting is perfectly legitimate and valid as well. So take the should out, Sam, um, and and try again. Give me me some reasons. Make me care. Tell us why you care, Sam. Give us some reasons, man. 03444991000 is the telephone number. May God bless you. May God kiss and keep you always. May your wishes all come true. May you always do to others and let others do to you. Certainly not. Okay, let's go to Mandeep. Good evening, Mandeep. Uh, hey, Ian. Hey, man. What you got for us? Uh, it's um, yeah, just a topic. Sorry, just uh, I'm a bit nervous. having have rung in before to show us if I start babbling, just uh, feel hey, free to... Hey, dude, dude, my whole act is babbling, so uh, <laughs> it, it, if I, if you do start babbling, I, I'm only going to tell you off for stealing my shtick! <laughs> you take your time, man, we've got plenty of time, go on. Um, y- yeah, it was um, just a topic that you actually raised uh, yesterday in his show, Yeah. Um, and no one actually called in to speak about it, but it was something um, I've been thinking about, um, yeah. but um, you sort of uh, spoke briefly about uh, just, well, I, know I don't want to sound like a pervert, but like you're talking about porn yeah. and um, how there's a lot of kind of like incestuous porn that, that, that's being on these kind of, um, shown on these sites. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we were talking about this. Well, it was, it was borderline incestuous, was the one I was referring to. It was, in the, it was stepdads and stepdaughters generally, quite often stepbrothers and sisters. Sometimes it's stepmums. Sometimes it is stepmums. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Sorry. Yeah, that's more accurate. Sorry. Yeah. Um, and, um, yeah, it's something uh, I've kind of noticed as well. So, again, it's probably like a pervert, but over the years, I've kind of, you know, gone got, got on porn sites and stuff. And you yeah, I've been patterns. on there, man. We've uh, Loads of us have been on there. So, you know, it shouldn't be... Um, well, it is embarrassing, but it shouldn't be. So, go on, well done. Y- yeah, yeah, but uh, that's another kind of area where, like, it shouldn't be embarrassing to talk about it, but, you know, because everyone does it, but it's kind of kept hush-hush and... Yeah. You can't talk freely about it. I think that causes issues. But, um, uh, and the, yeah, you kind of get patterns of, of what you see that's most popular. Yeah. And um, and in most, I don't know, over the last year, couple of years, I kind of noticed all of this kind of stepsister, yeah. stepson, stepmom, stepdad. That's like, you get a lot of these videos. Um, and it kind of, like, does make you think, like, what effect it's having on people. Obviously, you'd hope the older you are, the mature you are, you understand it's just all acting. It's probably trying to get at certain certain um, little kinks people have. Yeah. But um, for, for, like, younger people, obviously, they're, they're still maturing, they're still quite impressionable. It, it kind of makes you think, what effect it's having on them? And because porn is one of the things that's not really discussed, it's kind of, I find it hard to kind of... Uh, uh, get a feel for what I know people might think uh, effect is having on people, or you know what it really is. What um, effect does it have on you? Uh, that's yeah, that's an interesting question. So, for uh, yeah, if I'm like perfectly honest, um, I tend to. Well, I've, I've been single a while, so I tend to um, I, and say to watch porn. I don't even like 
watch porn in the sense I didn't watch I didn't watch like a whole porn movie. Yeah. Let me into a secret, Matty. No one watches the whole movie. Everyone watches about three and a half minutes and goes, I'm never watching that again. And then yeah. cleans up and moves away. No one, no one sits there going, okay, well, I'm going to watch um, uh, uh, Anal Dirt Bags, uh, the, 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 whole, the whole trilogy. I want to see how it works out for these kids. <laughs> yeah, no, that one does. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's good, that's good to know. Um, but, uh, yeah, so, so um, yeah, a lot of times it's just, you know, been kind of horny, having itch to scratch, so it serves a purpose. Um, and a few years back, I kind of noticed uh, maybe I was watching a bit more th- than usual. Yeah. And um, I kind of realised it was kind of affecting me and the way I was seeing women, uh, I guess. Yeah. And I was seeing them... I, I kind of find myself kind of, I guess, objectifying them more. Like, mm. even just like, you know, if you see a pretty girl in the street, I would just, rather than, I don't know, just think, okay, she's a pretty girl, you might think, I don't know, she's got a nice ass or, or whatever. Yeah, um, it dehumanises, it dehumanises yeah, um, people that we find sexually attractive. Of course of course it does, yeah. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, so when I kind of realised that, I kind of... I didn't really like that I was doing that. I didn't really like that about myself. So I kind of, I don't know, maybe for months, I just thought I'm not going to watch any porn. Um, and then when I came back to it, it was kind of funny because I, I started looking at it a bit differently. Um, kind of hard to explain exactly. I guess I wasn't, I guess I was seeing more, I was seeing it more for what it is, what it was, rather than... Mm becoming more so consumed in it, uh, I guess, might be a good way to describe mm. it. Um, and kind of distancing myself from it somewhat. So, so, so yeah, so now when I d- do go to it, I kind of, I guess, see it for what it is. I get out of it what I kind of want to get out of it. And then I don't, I don't kind of, I, I guess it doesn't affect me on my way of thinking. Why uh, do you think, Mandy, this, and, and, and man alive, you, you're being, um, uh, brave is probably the wrong word, but it's the one that springs to mind. You're being very brave and very open talking about this, and I really appreciate it, right? Why yeah. do you think, and you're right, you know, the, the porn industry is one of the biggest industries in the world. It's going through mm. an incredibly strange period because no one's buying porn. You get it for free. Yeah. I mean, you know, you go back 20 years, everyone was paying for it and, and, and it was making a fortune. Now no one buys it. Um, yeah. and, but why do you think there is this embarrassment? Hardly anyone admits that they watch porn, right? But porn is the, mo- yeah. it, the most looked at thing on the internet by a country mind. And it's defined the success of various other businesses, like, for example, DVD players. Oh. You know, the reason why Betamax didn't do VHS, so well. VHS, exactly. VHS won because the porn industry chose it, right? It's a huge thing. I've looked at porn and I'm embarrassed about my porn, uh, looking at porn. I I um, I have periods of great shame around it, partly because I also kind of associate it with drug-taking, which I don't want to do, and there's a certain power, powerlessness around it, but... People look at porn, men primarily, women also look at porn. But yet no one, no one sits, I've not heard another radio show, I've not heard another caller to another radio show, like you, Mandy, phone up and say, well, I look at porn and this is how it affected me. And, I mean, 
what a, what a great thing, an honest thing to say. And I was objectifying women. I was looking at women differently. And you do, if you watch enough porn, instead of, you yeah. know, walking past a woman and thinking nothing or walking past a woman thinking, mm. wow, she's, she's really attractive. You think, wow, she's got great tits. And look, yeah. look at her. Yeah. You do. I've just seen while you were talking, Kate, um, Kate Robbins is talking about on, on Twitter, talking about naked attraction. You know, this show where you see people from the, basically from the ghoulies up. <laughs> <laughs> yes, man. Have you seen it? They, they stand them in these kind of compartments and then they, they've got no clothes on behind these screens and they raise the screen and it starts with the genitals and moves its way up and people are judged purely on that. And yeah. um, Kate Robbins put something and I, I can't think of anything better really. She said, isn't a person's body something you learn to love after finding out that they're mm. kind, fallible, hilarious, etc. And it's that thing of the first thing you see of them is their physicality and because the way you're wired, because of porn... That's the way you judge them, rather than, I really like this person. You know, you might fancy their faces and you might wonder. Yeah. yeah. But you're immediately sort of assessing them, like scanning them. Uh, yeah, although I would say that when I I look at bodies as part of the initial, not obviously naked, but as part of the initial assessment, do I think I could have a relationship with this person? I've got, there, there are body types that I feel more attracted to than others. Mm-hmm. You know, I've, I've, I've yeah. types. Um... But why do you Sorry, think, just, man? No, go on. I just say, why? Why do you just, think we don't talk about this, man? Um, I want to. I, I do want to answer that, but just, just really quickly. I, I don't want to go off on a tangent, but I, I don't think it's just porn that's affecting um, the way we view, like particularly females' bodies, even men's. I mean, just again for personal experience, like when I look at. Like the whole well-being industry, it, it promotes a particular kind of yeah. uh, physique on on a lady and on men as well. Men, yeah, yeah, definitely toned. On women, there's that kind of athletic toned body as well. And I found again, uh, and again, being perfectly honest, like I do find when I see a lady, if she has more of that kind of toned athletic body, I, I think instinctively, oh, that's really attractive. Mm-hmm. And I've started questioning that about myself as well, because like. You know, that's not, you know, it shouldn't be just that. But I, I, I think there's, maybe, I don't know, maybe it starts with porn, but I think media, I don't want to just blame me, that's quite an easy thing to do, but media in general, it promotes a particular kind of physique look as well, and you're kind of bombarded with that every day on advertising boards, magazine covers. Oh, do you remember the, all the flack that he still gets, Sadiq Khan, the mayor, I don't know where your base man did, but the mayor of London got so much flack for... Um, uh, banning I don't know, uh, uh, that beach, are you beach, are you body, beach body ready, ready advert, and he still yeah. gets flat for an hour. And I and I thought that was a great move. I thought that was a great move. Mm. A really overly skinny, you know, yeah. woman in the bikini saying, "Are you are you, are you looking like this? Because if you're not, then you ain't ready yeah. for the beach, you fat slobs." Yeah. That's what the message was. Yeah. And he got so much flack for taking it off the underground. And I thought I mm. thought that was one of the greatest moves ever by a mayor. Thought it was a great yeah. move. Yeah. Um. Man, um, Mandeep, I've really enjoyed talking to you tonight, man. You, 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 you may have been nervous, but you didn't babble at all. You said some really, um, really powerful things that have got me thinking a lot, and I, and I appreciate that, and I appreciate your honesty. Thank you, man. Give, um, us, give us a call any time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do want to answer your question about the price. So go on. I've, I've yeah, go on. Uh, um, yeah, just, just on that, it's like... So for myself, when I'm, I guess, looking at porn, there will be some things I'll see, and maybe that's the thing. You can't, because you can't talk about it. I mean, if you're lucky enough, there's friends that you can talk about it with, but even then, you kind of sense they might be uncomfortable. Um, and then you, you can't, because you can't talk about it, you don't know 
if what you're thinking is wrong or yeah. just right, and yeah. it kind of can become, can become more confusing. So I think, and again, again, reasons for that, I don't know whether this could be like just again as our country. You know, there's like kind of historically, there's a big Christian culture sort of thing, and there's a lot of things which were forbidden, and these things have long lasting effect on culture and stuff. Yeah. And obviously, it's not it's not that simple. There's other things as well. But yeah, I, yeah, I think it's a real problem when you can't, if you can't discuss things without judgment, it causes, it can cause other bigger issues. And it's quite sad that, you know, this is one of those things that you, that you can't talk about freely. Mm. Mandy, that was a great call, man. I, I keep saying man, and, and uh, where your, your, your name has got the word man in it as well. We're, we're overloading on man here a lot. Uh, but, Mandy, I really enjoyed that. That was a brilliant... What, what, what a clever... Not necessarily clever. Well, no, there was there was wisdom in there and honesty, man. That's yeah. honesty. That's where it comes from. And and he's I love right. the fact that he heard that yesterday and he's been thinking about yeah. it, processed it, and felt able to call him and about he's, it. And he's he's um. Why can't I get rid of? I can't get rid of that. I don't know why. Um and um. I appreciate that. And that's the thing. By the way, if you hear a podcast from six months ago and you want to phone in about it, well, carry on the conversation. And I'm quite happy. I'm fully aware that we throw some stuff out there and no one calls in about it. Um, but I'm also aware that some people might call in at a later date, or that some people will just sit at home and think about it. That's good enough for me. That's good enough. It'd be great if you could phone in and discuss it, but if, you, if it's causing you to think about your behaviour, um, then that's great. I really enjoyed that a lot. 0344 499 Lots of people on Twitter telling me why I should care about, um... Brexit. Penguinland says, reason you should ca- you should care about Brexit, your kids' futures? This isn't not caring about cyclists, housing, employment, prices, movement, all important. But that doesn't make me care. It doesn't, I mean, what, what am I supposed to care? I, of course I care about my kids' futures. We're in Europe, we're out of Europe. I mean, if we're out of Europe, are they going to... Do they die? Do they get tortured? I mean, that's what I'd care about. Will they get cancer? That's what I care about. It's a bit harder for them to get into to France. I mean, I, 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 honestly, it's not me being obtuse. It's not me being, you know, try, I, I, honestly, I, I, I just don't care about it. There's so many big things. I just don't care. Here's a, an area in which it's affected people I love directly, and so I do care about it, and I worry about how it's going to get worse, right? It's already difficult now for the NHS to bring in, for example, they were bringing in a lot of Spanish nurses at one point. Yep. It's already getting difficult for that. Yep. I have... Spanish friends, but I also have Spanish friends who've moved back to Spain because they're concerned about one, the atmosphere that uh, we've got in the sort of post-Brexit, pre, uh, post, post-Brexit referendum, pre-Brexit actual deal. Yeah. Um, they don't feel welcome and they worry about what's going to happen. And so rather than waiting it out and finding out maybe the hard way, they've gone. So... Um, that, I think that we might be cutting off our noses despite our faces a little bit when it comes to, you know, um, but populating I hear that. the NHS. But I hear that, and yeah, I just think, it'll be all right. It'll be all right. Everything's always all right. That's what I think. I just think, oh, it'll be all right. Yeah, no, things always change, I suppose. Things change. It'll be all right. And it'll be, it'll be, it'll be all right. And, and hearing that, and hearing that the NHS might struggle, part of me is thinking, well, okay, well, I should, it should be caring. No, I don't know why. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. This is the late night alternative on Talk Radio. The late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. Maz uses a brilliant phrase to describe any turmoil that may happen after Brexit. Right? She says on Twitter, "I get why you don't care. Same as me. No one has explained how it will personally affect you." 
apart from some examples that so far don't seem to be that big a deal. All I hear is scaremongering like no meds or doctors. And then, and then she delivers the killer blow. It all comes out in the wash. <laughs> uh, and it does. I want to do this Japanese sex thing in a minute because uh, it kind of ties in. Part of it ties in. It's a great program on Radio 4. I'll tweet the links. So you can listen on the iPlayer. It's 8 o'clock tonight. Or 7.30, 8. 8 o'clock. It was a really interesting show, but we've got a load of calls. So let's go to Ben. Good evening, Ben. Hello, Ben. You're all right. I'm good, thank you, Ben. What have you got for us? Well, I, you know what I was going to—I don't know what I was going to say earlier. Now, but was it swear words? Following on from that, Mandy. Yeah. You're a fella about the porn. Yeah. Another thing about fellas aren't honest talking about is it is you know the the skinny tone sort of look that Pamela Anderson. I can't. I, I, what I'm saying is, I when I was younger, yeah. and even now, if I do end up, you know. Knocking one out. Sorry. Okay. Um, yep. Okay. It will be over. And more, uh, what the uh, you know the plump the BBWs as you get on the internet. Well, we, well, the, b- those are no big beautiful them. women are the BBWs. The big beautiful women. Yes, mate. Yeah, and the SS BBWs. Some the SS BBWs. Yeah, the super size baby. Well, okay. I thought there were uh, there was Gestapo. I, okay, I'm, right. I just I, I feel I, I think young girls heterosexual young girls growing up in school. 15, 16, need to realise that... That Ben likes them big. Mate, I don't... I don't I, on these sites, you know, I I've looked at X-Hamster, I've looked at Pornhub and that. If you look at the amount of views, a bit like YouTube with the hits... Yeah. You know, you've got some skinny little blonde... Whatever, Woman. size, I don't know, eight yeah. or whatever these girls are. A few, you know, t- a few 10,000 views or whatever, 30,000. Some of the, the bigger, more shapely... You know, far more views. Yet when the lads are in the pub, it'll be, oh no, yeah, she's too fat. She's this. She's yeah, I, I know what you. I know exactly what you're saying. And Angela um, Lawson. Yeah. You know that 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 when she, I I think she was far sexier when she had more weight on. Well, okay. Well, let, okay. And let, the, I, I do know exactly what you mean. I just want to come away from the from the the, the individual the, the, a, a bit. But I know what you mean. I, per, I, I, I I have never found you know the the, the super skinny women. I, I always amazed yeah. when you see fashion shows. You know the, the size zeros and, and and may God bless every human physical shape there is. But I have never found that. Sexy, you know, never found a sexy look. And and I, I think that men, more men like. I don't know how to say, you know, curvature and shape. Yeah. Then, 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 yeah. Um, and I think I, th- I think the pressure on them, the media, push this sort of skinny. Sli- I'm not. Well, but they don't always. And they don't always do they? I'm going to go to. Um, well, look at what's going on now. You have got women who are on the smaller side now, pumping their backsides full of chemicals yeah. to make them massive. I think. I mean, you. It, 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 I think there are. I think it, it's becoming. You know, now that you're getting bigger models for for high street shops like Marks and Spencers and things, you'll see bigger models advertising Dove soap and pants. I saw something on telly the other day, and it was a full range. And you get websites for larger, in inverted commas, women, and you see models doing that. And you've got models like Kelly Brook, who is is certainly. Oh, yeah, she's probably only a ten. Or oh a no, 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 exactly. But she is certainly, um, a, 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 you know, not a size zero. There is shape, mm-hmm. I suppose, is what I'm saying. I'm not saying she's she's She's, you know, big, but there is shape there. Um, I don't know what I'm trying to say, but yeah, all right, I agree with you, Ben. And I, I, and I, um, I hope you have a good. I hope you knock one out tonight and think of me. I, I, I 
Ooh. Thank you very much indeed. He said he will. I thought he was going to say he always do. <laughs> he probably does. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't want to, you know... But then, do you know what we're doing? We're refining women down to shapes and sizes. Well, no, but but I think that's a valid conversation. You, uh, you know, you can talk about male shapes as well. I think yeah. it's. I don't think we are necessarily doing that. I think that's an aspect, and we're talking about pornography, and pornography is generally focused on one type. You know, ten years ago, I would have made a joke about fat birds. I did. If you watch me on, I said, to my shame, you watch me on. Um, uh, the, the, I did the weakest link. 14 years ago and my opening thing is I make a joke about fat women mm. um, you know and at the time oh yes it's funny I watched it I watched it back about a year ago oh jeez that's awful man that's embarrassing um, and I guess we I guess I don't know what my what's the point I'm trying to make we're, we're learning we're learning think, as a society we are growing up I, my, works in progress I, I have a couple of aunties who are on the larger side and I remember one of them being really embarrassed she was only young she came to she took me swimming once when I was a kid so I would have been about Five, and that makes her maybe 23. Yeah. And the swimming instructor said in front of the whole class, blimey, you don't get many of them for a pound into the pound or something, about, you know, this poor woman, a girl really, 23, you'd brought, you know, a niece swimming. And they thought it was fair game. Yeah, and 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 I and I can't do that now. And I'm and I am glad that I've learnt that before my boys were born. Because my 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 youngest sometimes make jokes about a fat kid, and I go, okay, I understand. And again, I'm not going to tell him off or shame him. And we'll have a conversation. I go, okay, I know where you, I know where you're saying that, but. Uh, as I've got older, I've realised that actually laughing at people because they look different or sound different or smell different, is it? that's not really... We can, we can make jokes, don't need to be about people, and we can make cleverer jokes, you yeah. know. That, I, and I get why you think it's funny, but let's try and... Th- you know, how would you like it if someone did that? All of that stuff. Is there still a fatty in the back street, uh, the Bash Street kids? Um... Oh, I think, I think fatty's in it, yeah. Yeah. Because <sighs> they were like him and Roland and... It was a kind of type, wasn't it? Yep. For kids. Uh, yep. Let's go. Peter and Ollie and Simon. Oh, that Coca's um, really. Uh, did I do the ads? Did I did the ads, didn't I? We've got another one in about five minutes. We'll do that. Let's go to. Let's go to Peter first. Good evening, Peter. Oh, hi, Ian. Hello, Peter. What have you got for us tonight? You're talking about not being worried about um, Brexit. Yeah. Worry um, me. I would go along with that. I think it oh. is of no importance whatsoever. I'm trying to come up with no. I'm trying to come up with an argument to that because saying it's of no importance whatsoever, that's a big old sweeping statement. And um, yeah, well, the reason I think I agree. Go on. Actually, all all news is basically just a soap opera. If you turn the television off and the radio, well, you won't want us to turn off the radio. It ceases to exist. And these things are only important if you think they're important. They're no more important, for example, than during the World Cup. You get a panel arguing about a bad back pass. About three hours. He's right. I do often think... People arguing about Brexit. I do often think, Peter, if there's... Right, if if I get in trouble on Twitter, as I have been in the past for saying something that has been perhaps badly... A bad joke from me, or has been misinterpreted, right? And I think, oh, my God, my life is over. Oh, God, this is it. This is over. This is on my permanent record. And then then I think, my mum doesn't know about this. My mum's on Twitter. Mm-hmm. It only exists within this sphere, and it might spill out a little exactly. bit into the papers. But that's it. If I put Twitter down, then that thing doesn't 
that thing doesn't uh, uh, exist. And the same with, with Brexit. If I lived in a house in the middle of nowhere and didn't watch the telly, didn't read the, the papers, didn't listen to the, to the radio, and I went out and I did my shopping every week and I, and I you know, wrote my blogs and I played my video games, would I notice any difference? Uh, f- apparently food might be a little so. bit more expensive, but, but that's, that's it. It wouldn't be... But people aren't going to be running around with their heads falling off. No, you can spend your whole life worrying about that, and people might say, well, if you didn't know what was going on and someone invaded, but you find out on the day they invaded, so what's the difference? I think... It's like we all live in this sort of a matrix world of... And I do Mm. as well. I'm addicted to news, so I'm not... I'm I'm just saying, I know it's an addiction. If you turn it off, they all go away. Even Donald Trump, who I quite like Donald Trump, but even Donald Trump would go away if you stopped putting him on the news. He wouldn't exist. But it's only the fact that people put him on the TV oh, and then mate. a million other people talk about him that he exists. Peter, have you and just I'm not against him? Have you just? I don't know. Is it red pilled or blue pilled? Which is the <laughs> one where you have your eyes open? He he only exists on the news. That's what I'm saying. You're, you're you pilling me. Well, my no, thing. I agree. I think I'm agreeing with you. You're, you're. I think it's red pilled. You're red pilling me. I. Oh right. I, right. I'm agreeing with you. You're right. This stuff, mm. a lot of this worry and fear, is because we got 24 hour rolling news and we have radio yeah. stations like this and and LBC where it's you know you, you do an hour of a phone in on Brexit and then sh- then the next show comes on and they do an hour of a phone in on Brexit. And social media makes you feel like you should say something about it because everyone's talking. Mm. Yeah, it hooks you. It hooks everyone. In. I mean, I've got a friend who's obsessed with the Middle East. He's never been there. <laughs> he lives in the West Country, actually. But he's one. Of, he's on Twitter all the time. He's on Facebook arguing about. It doesn't matter whose side you're on about Israel and Palestine. No, he's still he's not managed to there. sort it out, has he? No, and he never will. And it's but he, it keeps him. You know, it's, he enjoys the debate, and it's kind of like he's addicted to that stuff to a place he's never been to and never will go to. And it may not, I'm going to say something really silly now, this place might not even exist. It's like, we only know about it because it's on the news. I say that I'm being a bit flippant there, but it's because I'm addicted to this stuff as well, and it annoys me. I wonder, all right, I I wonder if we can do an experiment. I wonder how feasible it is if next week I don't... I don't listen to the news. I don't read. I mean, we come in with the newspapers. I don't look at the papers. I don't listen. I wonder how feasible that would be, and it would be very a slightly hard to do it. It's very, very hard to do it, particularly in this environment where we get the news every hour. But not yeah, impossible. Yeah, we'll get Caddick ringing up telling us who's dead. Um, but I wonder, Kath, can you remind, well, dear listener, your job, your did, job is very difficult. Well, this is a piece of cake, but but avoiding the news. Well, is difficult. I mean, if you didn't watch the news, it would be uh, the average person doesn't have to watch the news. I do actually know people who are not remotely interested in. It. It's quite All right, dear listener, can you remind me on uh, Monday morning, I'm going to try and do next week without listening to the news, reading the news, looking at the news on my phone or reading a paper. Now, it's going to make it slightly difficult to do the show because we get some of the stories from the papers, but not impossible and certainly mm. worth a punt. And it'll mean when the news comes on, I need to put my fingers in my ears and go la, 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 la. Um, but right. let's give that a go. I'm going to give that a go next week and see if it makes me feel calmer, see if... The world blows up when I you know, just see, just see if there's like a shift. That's all. And if anyone wants well, to join get, me, well, you do get withdrawal symptoms because in a way you're left with yourself. Well, that's it's that problem, thing, and you it? don't get it's it now. Bit. That thing when you used to go like ten, fifteen years ago, you'd go to Spain or something for your holiday, and the first couple of days was a joy, and then the third day you'd, you'd go into town and they'd have 
four-day-old copies of The Sun or The Mail. Yeah. And you go, oh, just have a look. What was... And it's that thing of you'd be reading a newspaper that was four or five days old... Yeah, exactly, but it would seem yeah. it would you you read it as though it were, were were happening today, as though you could still act on it when it's almost a week old. Mm-hmm. It's meaningless. Look, Peter, you've inspired me. Next week, no news. Oh, it's nice to inspire someone once in my life. No, you have done, man. <laughs> you've done it. I've enjoyed that. Give me a call next week, and uh, and we'll check in, and I'll see how it's going with you. Okay, I'll do that. Thank you, mate. Cheers. Bye bye. That was interesting. If anyone else wants to try that, going gonna off be, grid, going off grid news wise, yeah. it's going to be tough. And there'll be people that will get in touch and send me emails and say, oh, this is that. That's fine. That's fine. I'm not going to lose my rag over it. It'll be hard to remember because if on my home screen, my phone, and sometimes I swipe left and there's like four news stories. Um, that means... That means coming off Twitter for a week. Okay, fine. Come off Twitter for a week. And Facebook for a week. All right, I'm going to give it a go. Starting from um, midnight Sunday night, after we've seen Beverly Craven. Yeah, we'll uh, be feeling nice and mellow. Yeah, nice and mellow. We're going to go and see Beverly Craven this week. Again, I'm thrilled. Um, all right, fine, from midnight. I need to work out the parameters a little bit more. If any of you, dear listener, want to join me from midnight, trying to do a whole week without listening to the news... Um, we'll give it a go. Yeah, let me try, let me have a think on that. Um, Simon, sorry, you've been for ages, then it'll be Ollie, then it could be you, dear listener, 0344 499 This is Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative, with Ian Lee, on air and off the leash, on Talk Radio. Oh, 499-1000 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Um, but Simon has been waiting for absolutely ages, so let's go. Sorry, Simon, sorry, sorry, sorry. What have you got no for worries. us tonight? No, no, no worries, dude, no worries. Um, <clears throat> yes, uh, right, so I'm going to add to what your last caller was just saying. Yes? He was, um, he's actually opened my eyes as well, because... He I was never... good, wasn't he? He was yeah, great. Yeah, yeah, What a call. I've never, I've never, ever thought of it like that before. And, um... So the addition I'm going to put to that is, is your is both this radio station and your show, yes. right? So as you know, as I've told you many times, I'm an LBC convert. Yeah. Um, and I found you because I could not take any more of the same old crap every hour of every day being drummed into my brain like like there's someone stood on my shoulders with a with a you know a, a news drone yes and just just to, just yeah. to interrupt for a second it's working for them because their figures are huge and they've just gone up our figures have gone down so, so i'm just saying i know exactly what you mean you know in the next hour it's brexit but before that here's brexit um yeah. but but it's obviously working for them that formula but go on carry on well but, but there's got to be a place there's got to be a home for listeners like myself who don't want to live in that world, if you see what I mean. Yeah. The, yep. the thing I was going to say to you was this. I listened to you and your show, and I found you by accident, because even though I did used to be a fan of the 11 o'clock show, once you disappeared from my radar, I, I didn't... No, you forgot. Of course. And when, I, when, you, when you appeared on the radio that, that, that one night, I'm like, oh, my God. I remember that guy. So I knew roughly what I was going to be getting into with the listening, and and you don't disappoint. And we don't always agree, and that's fine. 
but you, you generally, and as I said to your boys the other day, you are um, a genius at what you do. You bring a lot of happiness. Come on now, come on people, now, come on. And, and you do bring a, you know, like I said, I don't agree with everything, but, but you do generally make me want to listen because you're good at what you do and okay. it gives me a bit of life All relief. Right. All right. And that's the thing that these that those other stations, LBC particularly, they used to be able to do that with Nick Abbott, but not now. And it is the same stuff all the time. No. And the difference between this station and them is that this is a lot more uh, personality-induced yeah. yeah. listen on all the shows, apart from one which I'm not that keen on. Um, but generally, this sort of fills all of the, the, the holes that need filling, if you see what I mean. I'll fill your holes, um, yeah. Well, here's the thing. I agree. Listen, as a big fan, of, and I can't allow you to blow any more smoke up my a-hole, but as a big fan of speech radio and phoning radio, I agree. I, I, I do listen to OBC a lot. I listen to this station a lot. And I think this station um, has got has got way more personality. Um, you know, I've mm. patched up things with Julia Hartley Brewer recently, and, and um, you know, and I don't listen to her show a lot because I'm asleep, but I think she does a cracking job. You know what? I don't like Matthew Wright as a person. I think, I think, he's, he's, I think he's a liar, to be honest, from, from, from the direct experience I've got. But I think his show has got a lot, infinite more personality than anything else on the other radio station, you know, and I can see why people like it, and I hope that it attracts... Um, the audience and I think Mike Graham, I, you know, all of this stuff, right? Which is why mm. we did do badly in the figures, and I'll probably get told off for mentioning this. And I, I'm, I'm kind of scratching my head, thinking, but, but, but this is the this is the station that I would want to listen to yeah. if I didn't work at this radio station. And 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 LBC is is, is flying higher than it's ever. F- and I, I and I don't understand. And and you know maybe that's why I'm always going to be a cult and on the fringe of things because m- my mainstream is so far skewed off everybody else's mainstream that it just doesn't fit in. I'm I'm really scratching my head at why this station isn't the biggest thing in the country. Well, this is it. But you you must. I mean, it's it's obvious. When you get a caller call in who's not listened before or is brainwashed by the LBC um, structure, yeah. when they call you to try and do the, do the same sort of thing, cover the same sort of subject even, yeah. they're like a fish out of water and obviously so. And I do feel quite sorry for them, really, because I put that down too... As what was happening to me, constant, because I don't like music radio, constant, constant barrage of politics and we're all doomed. And, you, you know, I couldn't take any more in the end, so I had to go and find something else. Fortunately, I found you guys. Simon, um, thank you. I'm going to let you go because my, my, um, the, the smoke is now coming back out of the back. Smokes, but <laughs> I appreciate it. Thank you very much indeed. Good evening, Ollie. Hi, Ian and Kath. Hello. I like Ollie because he comes in, he comes in all friendly. 
and then there'll yeah. be a sucker punch at some point. He's he's oh, he's, he's gonna he's, tro- he's gonna troll us. He's the smiling assassin. Yeah, yeah, very much so. He's gonna he's gonna uh, he's gonna shake our hand, and I'll feel like a tiny little like a little like a sting in my hand, but it's so small I'm not even gonna notice it. And then I'm gonna die in six hours' time. And when they do the autopsy, it, it, well, they'll either not find anything because he's, he's such a good assassin, or if it's like a really really good autoptician, they will find like the smallest pinprick in, uh, pinprick in my hand. Um, and they'll go, what's this? No, that can't be. Well, this this isn't anything, but I'll have a look. And they'll have a look, and they'll cut it open, and they go, oh, jeez, someone hand shook him with a tiny poison, like, minuscule poison little thing. He would have just noticed a sting, but yeah. this, and it's the most toxic, deadly poison in the world. And that's that's Ollie. Ollie's the person who shook my hand with that tiny... It, Ollie's, uh, Ollie put his tiny prick in my okay, hand. He put his tiny prick in my hand and discharged, and it killed me. Anyway, nice to hear from you, Ollie. What's your gut? Well, I've told you what he's got. Well, no. Yeah, hopefully. TP. <laughs> hopefully my brain's working properly and I can articulate properly tonight. Cause, you didn't um, articulate properly. Hopefully I can. But uh, because it, it kind of... I wasn't going to call in and say, yeah, you should be worried about Brexit. No. I'm worried and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And then that call you had a minute ago was saying, oh, just don't, if you don't look at it, it's not there. It doesn't exist. That what that scares me. That really scares me. That's Go on, why? more worrying than Brexit because <laughs> it's like, well, you're just letting people get away with it. You're just letting get away with what? Trump. Well, like Trump the other uh, today. See, this is why I'm scared because I haven't got the facts and the. Okay, I'm not going to put. I'm not going to push you on facts too much unless yeah. you say something you know that's obviously ridiculous because it's not really a factual. Thing, but what? So what? So go on. What you? You're, who? If we don't read the newspaper, then who's yeah. getting away with what? Well, things like uh, Trump uh, wants to take away um, protection against trans people was something I read today on Twitter. Yeah. Right. And I kind of think feel like even though it doesn't do much immediately, like you know, with Brett Kavanaugh and like. Loads of women and feminists came together to because Brett Kavanaugh got the Brett Kavanaugh got the job in the Supreme Court yeah. despite the fact he was accused of a sexual assault. Right now, so you yeah. knew you knew all about this and you yeah. read about it in the papers and you, I'm guessing you probably watched a, a big chunk of that. Um, uh, it wasn't a courtroom, but you watched that 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 oh, on so, TV. So. Right, so you watched it, and you had all the stress and all the anger yeah. and all the bitterness and all the bile, and you watched it, and he got yeah, away. But, he got away with it. Yeah, but he, I he don't got think away with it. They're not. They're not all going to get away with it. Hopefully, because there's so much anger and so much action afterwards that I feel like. Hopefully, the midterms will change now because there's so much direction, there's so much hate from all these people. Maybe because people will vote, but it's not to do with yeah. feelings, is it? It's to do with the practicalities I, of it. So the things that will stop them getting away with it are voting and the checks yeah. and balances that are in, you know, in but, their um, statute of power. But people need to hear that information to make that choice. Make Why that do choice. I need to hear that information? Yeah, maybe it's a bit different from us being in Little England. And because because you can't go and, you can't go and vote in that. You you can literally no. have almost nil impact on what Trump is doing. I don't I don't know because I feel like like when we I I did that London March against Trump. Yeah, 
And I feel like, yeah, that didn't do anything in action. But at least it shows that as a country, we've got a, we've got an amount of people that can go, no, that's not right to have the person in power over here and like being normal. It's not normal. And we can show as a country it's not normal. He didn't, you know, he didn't person. see it. He didn't see it. Oh, he did. He said, oh, uh, London's not a place for me. That's what he said. No, but he said that. that did, didn't he say that before he went there? Before before the uh, march happened? No, it's, well, it was, uh, it, he knew the march was happening. But did did he th- uh, he did he say that. that line before the march happened? I thought he did. It, it was uh, it was around the same time. Well, the, uh, but but, 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 but the there's but no no but there's a huge difference because I'm saying that he didn't see it, and you're saying he did because he said London but, is not for me. Did, now, did he say it before or after? We don't know. But, what I'm saying is it will have had no impact on him whatsoever. If anything, it would have given him a little chubby. <laughs> no, I've got a counter-argument, because it doesn't matter if he saw it. He knew it was happening. But so what? So what? So he knows that he was not welcoming... By, per- by a tiny percentage of the British population. Tiny percentage. enough to make him go, well, I'm not going there. Well, but he didn't need so to go there. He still, got to, he still got to go and hang out with the Queen. Have you met your Queen? Uh, uh, no, I met the Prince. Well, yeah, but he got to go and have dinner with with the Queen. He got to be fifteen minutes late for the Queen. I've yeah. not met the Queen. He so, well, so what? Exactly. So what? He didn't go to London. I, I, do you know? Do, do, you, do you really? Do you really, Ollie? Do you yeah. really think he cared that he, he didn't go to London? Do you think he cared? I don't. I don't think it matters what about he thinks. I think it's matters the country to say yeah. what's normal. It's the, but the like, country didn't say. It. The country go... didn't say. It. A small percentage said it. I and I agree with you. By the way, I agree with yeah. you. I'm not defending Trump. But I'm just saying it, it was a tiny percentage said it. Well, I would say the physically people who went, I think there's that, that thing about, like, how many people think feel they should go and don't yeah. go, but then... I'm going, ask you a really un- I'm going to ask you a really unfair question. If I were you, I'd tell me to F off for asking, right? <laughs> and we've only got 40 seconds. Oh, no. As a direct cool. result of that march, What changed? I think maybe people did go, oh, right, this isn't normal. There some people might have saw that and said, you know what, this isn't normal. Do you Let think any, any, have you seen any of the rabid Trump supporters, either American or British, as a result of that march go, uh, maybe we're back in the wrong horse here? Trump supporters themselves. American or British, did anybody who agreed with Trump's views see that march and go, I think, I think maybe we're wrong? Yeah, but I don't know how many people are middle, how many people are actually Trump people. It seems like it's actually a minority that are, like, really Trump people. OK. All right, Ollie, listen, I've got to go because I'm late for the news, but I enjoyed oh. that. Thank you, mate. Did he just fart at the end of that? <laughs> I think he did. <laughs> Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk.
funny. Sleep at night knowing you just I don't want to blow my own trumpet because I haven't got one. So I've just ordered the cooler shaker, the first album, K. For 48 pence. There we go. This, this is what happens. Good evening, dear listener. The Late Night Alternative. Where else are you going to hear? What the hey? What was that? Where else are you going to hear such uh, impressive... Um, keep the computer up. Never turn it off. There we go. Never, never turn it off. No, no, no. Shut up, Xbox. Shut up. Stuff comes up. That's all part of the joy. Where else are you going to hear it? Uh, such open talks about pornography, about who cares about Brexit, and music from 1996. No was way. it from 1996? I think it was 96, because my mate... I, I sort of know them a little bit. My friend Simon was their roadie. It was 96 or 97, that would have been, yeah, yeah. Go in the day day my first year at university. Oh, three, four, four. Oh, I know. Don't want to give a score. So, uh, on the way in, brilliant program on BBC Radio Four at eight o'clock. Well worth a listen. Um, about why uh, Japanese the Japanese have stopped having sex. Mm-hmm. They stopped having sex, and the stat is that I got this from two different stories, and I think I've got the wrong story here. Um, that's a slight... OK. The stat is the population at the moment in Japan is something... Let me let me find a slightly different... This isn't quite the right story, but it's got the stat in. I think the, the um, population of J- Japan at the moment is about 127 million. And... Oh God, why is, news websites are just so full of pop-ups and stuff. Yeah, here we go. Japan's National Institute of Population and Social Security Research predicts the country's current population of 127 million will decline by nearly 40 million by 2065. Wow. Because no one's doing it. They do a survey every few they're years. They're not doing it or they're not? What? They're not what? They're not doing it. To make babies? No, they're not doing it. No, this, and this is, the, this is the phenomenon. Japanese people are stopping having sex. Um, and uh, I gotta get, go and listen to the programme if you want the full details. But they do, every couple of years, they do a survey on sexual behaviour. J- Japan is a very strange place sexually. Mm. Very, very strange place. And they do a survey, oh, 03444991000. They do a survey every couple of years on um, sex. And in the last survey they did, something like 47% of married couples, just under half, described themselves as sexless. Just under half. And the reasoning was um, work. The men were working crazy long hours, which we know is part of the Japanese... You know, people kill themselves or, or work themselves to death because they're working so hard. Um, so a lot of the men... And I'm, I'm trying to remember... So, you know, some people have already called me out on Twitter for getting some of this wrong. I'm trying to remember a radio show that I was listening to as I was driving in, all right? Okay, guys, and I've kind of got a story up in front of me, but it's not exactly the right thing, but I'll go through it in a second. Um, but a lot of the men were just saying they were just too tired. They just work... Their whole life is work, and when they get home, uh, they don't want to have sex. What was the reason that the wives gave... Can't remember, and um, for something like forty-six percent of single people between the age of seventeen and thirty, just under half, are virgins. They've never had sex. Uh, well, you know what virgin means. I didn't need to explain that. <laughs> and it is part of it, a significant part of it, 
is down to pornography and the the fact that the there is a word for the there's a word for it for there's a name for a male that kind of lives with their parents but just stays in their bedroom the whole time and doesn't leave the bedroom they can they can exist in this room because their mum will bring them food and they just exist in a virtual online world and there's a word for it I can't remember. But here's here's the thing that was most disturbing to me Akihabara right which is a part a district in Tokyo which is where you'd go is where the computer games were it's a computer district it's not the computer district anymore it's not the electro it's the electronics bit you go and buy cameras and computers and games and so it's not that now it's where you go and um you um meet idols there's this new f- phenomenon called idols right where it is women dressing up as very young school schoolgirls sort of performing concerts for for men hello so that's another is that me no mate it was you thank you so this is another so 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 a lot of men are getting their sexual satisfaction from um from pornography okay and so they are losing all confidence or desire to want to want to go and talk to real women. Why should I want to approach, you know, you as a real woman, and when I could be met with rejection, when I can get everything I want from my computer? And there are now like PlayStation games, computer games, where it's like a virtual girlfriend who will never reject you, who will, will you know, if you tell her to strip off or wear something, she will do it. She won't laugh at you, and she won't. So a lot of Japanese men. And it's primarily men, obviously, are, are throwing their, their everything they've got into the pornography, into the kind of virtual girlfriends, instead of... They've lost the ability and the desire to go and initiate contact with, with you know, a, a, a potential sexual partner. Um, it just doesn't come into their, their, their way of thinking That's that so that strange. might be something to do. Um, there were other reasons. There were other reasons that sex is... I can't, I can't think. I can't think, guys. Um, a lot, it's happening to a lot of young people. This story I've got in front of me is from The Independent from last year. And this is specifically about young people, but it's not just young people. Right? Young Japanese people are not having sex. Nearly a third of Japanese people are entering their 30s without any sexual experience, leaving the country facing a steep population decline. Um, some men claim they find women scary. It's that porn thing, because in porn they're going to do... If I, you know, if my if my thing is... I like seeing, you know, woman taking it up, a, you know, wherever. Well, I'm, gonna, I'm never going to be rejected on my computer. I'm always going to find that. I'm always well, going to find and, that. And women in porn are either initiating or yeah. or reciprocating, aren't they? Whatever I want sexually, I'm going to get. And there's no, there's no embarrassment. There's no negotiation. No. Um, some men f- claim they find women scary. As a poll found that around thirty percent. Okay, this is not quite the stats. That we're, we're in this, this programme. But well, let's go with these for the moment. A poll find found around 31% of people aged 18 to 34 say they're virgins. One woman, when asked why they think 64% of people in the same age group are not in relationship, said she thought men can't be bothered to ask the opposite sex on dates because it was easier to watch internet porn. It's not all porn. I think this story is porn angle, but it's not all porn. The number of births... Wow, listen to this, man. The number of births dropped below one million in Japan for the first time in 2016. The current population of 127 million will decline by nearly 40 million by 2065 if the trend continues. Um, The fertility crisis has left politicians scratching their heads as to why youngsters are having no more sex. Um, 
Artist Megumi Irigashi, 45, who once made a 3D image of her own vagina, said building a relationship is not easy. Yeah, it's not easy when a bloke walks into your living room and sees a, 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 a paper mache version of your fanny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know, I'll move out of the living room. I know, Catherine, thank you. Can't see the telly apart from anything else. <laughs> Well done, well done, buddy. I'm going to give you that. Uh, The shrinking of the country's population, deaths of outpaced births for several years, has been called a demographic time bomb and is already affecting the job and housing markets, consumer spending and long-term investment plans at businesses. Um, Other countries... uh, Okay. A nationwide survey earlier this year revealed that nearly a quarter of Japanese men at the age of 50 are yet to marry. Um, Also found one in seven Japanese women aged 50 were yet to be married. Both figures were the highest since the census began in 1924. Um, Okay, it's slightly different. I'll tweet the link to the the documentary I heard because it was fascinating, really, really fascinating. Um, And it wasn't just going down the porn route. That kind of covered... um, quite a quite a bit more and then they had um like they have these um because they used to have matchmaking in japan mm-hmm. and that is is possibly part of it i mean that stopped a while ago but 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 they had you know what they call love marriages as opposed to matchmaking but some people weren't that wasn't working for them so a lot of people have gone back to the matchmaking thing and they played this great thing of this um this sort of local council had this do for 46 women and 47 men, so someone's going to be disappointed, uh, uh, where they would kind of write like a little biog and stick it on a wall and the other sex would go, hmm, well, um, quite like that, that, I like her. And the woman's going, yeah, I think I like these two and this guy. And then they played this weird bingo game. It was very complicated, but basically you got, you kind of, you, you got to, sort of had to pick a date, and there was one guy who'd been going for the last three years and had never had a date with a woman as a result of it. Maybe that's not his medium. I love Japan. I love Japan. I wanted to live there. Very nearly did live there for a, for a year. It was it was it was on the cards, and then life gets in the way. People got ill, and babies were born, and things like that. Um, and Japan is. I would love to go and live in Japan, but man alive, it is. Um, it's very repressed. Mm-hmm sexually and it's screwed up in terms of sex and i, I wonder is going off on the tangent here, i it, it, because it is such a subservient country you know the whole harry kiri thing you know the 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 um the um the kamikaze that's what i'm thinking the kamikaze thing they were kind of the first nation the first suicide bombers you know literally suicide bombing in their airplane you know now we kind of take suicide bombers Unfortunately, we sort of know what they are, and it's not as un- not that uncommon. But the, the kamikaze pilots, who if they you know if they couldn't hit their target, would t- were, would willingly smash their planes into the target. Target up until about ten years ago, we all thought that was nuts. That was a nuts thing to do. But it's that real subservience and a real and it's kind of I guess partly because of the whole emperor thing, where everyone beneath the emperor is a piece of shit. Everyone who is not the emperor is worthless and cannot think for themselves. Yeah, there's a way to make your life mean something, and that's in service of someone who does yeah. matter. When um, uh, Hiroshima and Nagasaki happened, and people are having their flesh burnt off, right? you know, and dying the most horrific, horrific ways, a lot of people are going, OK, well, if this benefits the emperor, then we're, you know, we're in. 
you know, the, the, the cliché of the, the Japanese warrior found on an island in 1974. Still holding out. Thinking the, 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 the war's still going on 30 years later and he's not had any contact. It's, it's that real dedication and patriotism and subservience. And that's got to be part of it, and I think. And discipline. Yeah, very disciplined. I, I was only in Japan for a weekend. Yeah. For bizarre reasons. But um, I just remember feeling like wherever else I've travelled, I've kind of got it. I've kind yeah. of got the social norms. Um, but in that short time, and we were hanging about with um, Japanese cabin crew as well. So these are people who actually are in an industry where they, you know, they, they um, rub along with, you know, Westerners quite a lot. And so they know. But they, but they were saying to us, you know, we don't really, in this country, we don't do small talks. It's rude to do small talks. So you will sit, stand in silence. And, you know, if you talk to other people from my country, that we were told them about when we got lost and we had to stop someone in the street and say, can you show us where we are on the map? And there was this kind of weird standoff for about, it felt like an eternity, but it was probably about three minutes while this girl tried to work herself up to tell us that we were not on the map. And he said, yeah, but that's because we don't like to deliver bad news or to feel like, it, it feels like we're being rude to contradict you. And that all that stuff. Yeah. It was the closest I've ever felt to feeling really, really foreign. <laughs> I, I, I love Japan, and I know what you mean. And because it's partly, everywhere else I've been able to work stuff out. It, it's partly the, the, the written language, because uh-huh. you can't. Even with, even with Russian like, a bit, you, you can sort of go... Oh, you can't even check a street that. sign. And I, 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 um, I could sort of read a tiny, tiny little bit of Japanese when I went. The Romanji. They've got three alphabets. The Romanji, which I think is 45 characters. The Hiragana, which is the same letters but different shapes, 45 characters. And then you've got half a million Chinese characters, the kanji. And I could read the Romanji. So the Romanji, couldn't do it now, is like if you saw, for example, if they were writing Hawaii, they would write it in these characters. And it would be Hawaii. And you could go, oh, Hawaii. You could work it out. And I also was able to recognise similarities in characters so i could look at a street name and go no that's not it that's oh that's it but but it is completely alien but i have i love japan and the people there were so friendly i've still got friends in japan i find them very charming oh man they were always so helpful told you about me and my girlfriend and wife we were i got in touch with this band the curricorder quartet who i loved and they'd come on the show via via telephone at the end of it and I emailed them and said, just to let you know, it's a long shot, but me and my girlfriend, we're going to be in Japan for two weeks, and we're going to be in Tokyo these days, then we're going to Osaka and Kyoto, then we're going to be in Tokyo these days. And I just wondered if you were doing any gigs. I know you're probably not, but... And then, about a week later, Shinomi, their manager, who's a good friend, I've not spoken to her for ages, Shinomix, and she said, uh, wrote in broken English, we have put on a concert for you on this Monday evening, you will please be our guests of honour. Well, I, okay. Her English isn't great. She's obviously got a concert on, and they've invited us. Great. So we went to the concert. We couldn't find it. We had a map, and we stood looking at this map, and this Japanese woman came over and said, can I help you? I said, we can't find this. She went, hmm. Okay. She phoned up the venue, found out where it was, and she walked. It was about a 20-minute walk. She took yeah. us there. And we said, oh, do you want to come in and get a drink? No, 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 enjoy your night. Anyway, we got to this venue. They put on a gig for us, this band. And then they took us out for dinner afterwards. And then they said to us... Um, Shinomics and a couple of them said, so what are you doing tomorrow? And we said, oh, we don't know yet. We only got in yesterday. We don't know. They said, okay, well, we'll be at your hotel tomorrow morning at nine o'clock. I'm like, okay. And we'll, we'll, sh- we'll show you the sites. And we oh, thought, okay, amazing. they're going to take us out for the morning. Great. They, they picked us up at nine. 
three of them. Then one of them left at lunchtime, and we got home about 11 o'clock that night. It, and, they, and they wouldn't let us spend anything. They Amazing. took us out to see a show. They took us out for meals. They took us to see temples. And we kept saying, if you want to go... You know, this we're cool. You've done. If you no, 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 you are guests in our city and our country, and we want to show you everything we can. We've done we're over over twelve hours. That's what we needed because you know we didn't even dare. We didn't even dare going. We went into McDonald's and went. We can't even order here because uh, I can't. Can't. Yeah. And we went in a supermarket to try and like fend for ourselves. Couldn't work out what things were. No, but I like that. I like going in and going. Well, this looks funny, and you buy stuff and it tastes horrible, but some of it tastes great. You get lucky. But here's the thing as well, and we'll go to the break in a minute. Everywhere we went to eat was amazing. We got to, I mean, Shinamix took us to a couple of places, like like in a shopping centre. She took us to a uh, teppanyaki place in a shopping centre, and we're thinking, well, this looks crap. And it looked crap. Plastic like seats for Mike. It looked horrible. It was the most... Yeah amazing food. You just can't go wrong. I struggled because I, well, I was vegetarian. So I'd go into every re- restaurant and go, uh, vegetarian desu, sakana to niko o tabimasen. Tabimas is eat. Tabimasen is don't eat. Sakana to niko, meat and fish. I don't eat. Um, and then there's another thing. Do you have anything? And quite often they would just look at me and go, <laughs> no! <laughs> and they would laugh. You know, I'm going to a vegetarian. I don't eat meat or fish. Because vegetarian, they just give you a small bit of meat. Uh-huh. I'm vegetarian. I don't eat meat or fish. Have you got anything? No! But we... Oh, man. I'm taking you to Japan. I want to go. It's the best place in this the world. This time I'll dare to go to Tokyo. It is the best place in the world, man. <laughs> I love it, honestly. But I was heartbroken to hear that Akihabara isn't the, the, the electronics district anymore. 0344-499-1000 is the telephone number. This is the Late Night Alternative on Talk Radio. Unmissable Late Night Radio with the original king of unconventional conversation. Make contact with Ian Lee. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. It's been um, very busy on the phones and then nothing this hour, and that's fine. If that's the way you want to play it, that's the way you want to play it. It's fine. We've had loads of calls tonight, and uh, I've thoroughly enjoyed them. Some new voices... Um, some very interesting points. I've, no one has yet made me, and I don't think it is possible. This isn't like a, 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 a challenge. By the end of the show, I want you to make me care about Brexit. I just don't think I'm capable of caring about it. I really don't care. You know, I may live to regret that, you know, if the bottom falls out of everything and we go bankrupt. I, but even... I, I, OK, here's, here's, part of the reason, like, here's part of the reason why I can say I don't care. I've got a few quid in the bank, so I'm sort of, I'm sort of all right. Do you know what I mean? I'm sort of all right. And maybe that, although if mortgages go up, I'm screwed. But, but maybe that takes the sting out of it slightly. But I, then I suspect there are people that have got a lot of money and people that have got no money that don't care. I wonder if anybody turns on the radio or the TV and goes, oh, no, we've got to listen tonight. They're doing Brexit. Or if people at home go, oh, man, they're doing that again. Can't we just, can't we just talk about Scalextric for a day? <laughs> you know, it's just... It feels like we're creaking towards something and no-one's got the foggiest what it's going to be. But we're just going to have to deal with it. Whatever, you know, whatever. 0344 499 is the telephone number. Famous Martins, should we go through the Famous yes, Martins? Yes, please. Another 35 minutes before Martin Kellner comes on tomorrow. Oh, boom. Kellner's on the list. Hang on, the pen. Kellner, Paul Ross tonight, of course. So these are the Famous Martins we've got. Fry. Kemp, Fowler, <laughs> uh, Sheen, Daniels, Dean, Short, Scorsese, Clunes, Luther King, it's the news agents, Martins, the news agents, mm-hmm. Freeman, Doctor, Boots, 
um, Ricky, Landau, Steve and Kelly. So a lot of Martins. The House Martins. There we go. Yes. The House. <laughs> Ricky Martin. What have you got, Boylick? I know you've got some stuff in this com- little computer. I really. Oh. No. Didn't you have a funny story you showed me earlier that made me laugh? Probably about willies or bums or V-holes or something. Is it either willies or bums or V-holes? Uh... Something... Something like that. I'm banking on you to fill, Boyley. Well, I'll, hang on, I'll find you something. I'm banking. I'm banking on you. Um. Oh, is that your stomach or mine? That was yours, mate. Was it? Yep. I didn't feel that one. I thought it was definitely you. Oh. No. I think that was yesterday that I came up with something funny. Oh, no. That was my day of the week. I think it was last week. Um. Uh, that was me that time. Was it? Yeah. I think it was you before. No, mate, let me hear no. Here we go. A lottery winner, you heard this, has become an overnight billionaire after scooping the biggest single ticket jackpot in history. The unnamed player bagged the top US mega millions, a prize worth, so in pounds, worth 1.19 billion pounds. Ooh. Don't say that's too much. Don't oh, no, say. I was thinking I could, I could, I could work with that. I could cane that. Here's the thing, right? You you pay off your mortgage. That would make right. People go on about that. And I remember where I used to, where we used to do it before. Yeah. Having conversations, Roberto Peroni. Oh, a million pounds wouldn't change your life. Yes, it would. If I could pay off my mortgage, that would change my life. Why are you slagging off Roberto Peroni? That came from nowhere. He's not here to defend himself. Because I can. No, but it was just the moment of people always, and usually blokes. Oh no, you need at least no. If someone paid off my mortgage, that would change my here's life. Here's the thing. Someone gave me 50 grand now. That would change Boom. my life. Exactly. But here's the thing. You pay off your mortgage, right, from 1.19 billion pounds. You pay off your mortgage, right? That's huge. It's a huge amount of money. Ooh, wouldn't even touch the sides. You wouldn't even notice no. it. You wouldn't even notice it. It's got mortgage. It's a mortgage free, and I've still got... What, just under, just o- over one point one billion pounds. It's like sneezing, paying your mortgage off. Incredible. You'd have, well, you'd still have, like, hang on. Anyway, the lucky punter in the state of South Carolina chose the winning numbers. Then it prints the winning numbers as though that's of any interest to us. Due to laws in the state, it is possible that the identity of the player may never be known. Oh, you'll find it out. You'll find it out. They'll be they'll be driving a gold plated <laughs> tank. <laughs> There were also 36 second-tier winners who only picked five of the winning digits. They only get £800,000. I still do me. But two use the Mega Plier option. Jeez. What's a Mega Plier? Which triples their jackpot to 2.3 million. Plier or player? Mega Plier. Plier? Like multiplier. Oh, right, I get you. Come on, this is the idiot's tax, and you're... That's why I don't play it. I don't manage it. Thank you very much, Jack. Good work there, George Martin. Oh, yes, of course. Sir George. The odds were stacked against players with the likelihood of getting a winning ticket standing at one in 303 million. Carol Gentry, a lottery spokeswoman, said, There are a few precedents for a jackpot this size. Typically, about 70% of sales occur on the drawing day. So forecasting precise numbers in advance can be difficult. 
the run-up to the massive prize draw, about 370 million tickets were sold across the country. Netting around 575 million. Oh, so this is a rollover. The population of the US is around 326 million. Uh, whatever. Yeah, whatever. Here's one. Go on. This is uh, something that's happened all oh, this evening. Mm-hmm. Spooky. Sinead O'Connor has announced she's converted from Catholicism to Islam. Oh, Sinead, what are you doing? Oh, you're out of the frying pan. Oh, Sinead O'Connor, you're going out of the frying pan and into the fire. I'm afraid I cannot, I cannot allow this to happen, Sinead. No, what, what I think is whatever works for her. Good for her. Yeah. Why is that? Why is that? Why is that news? Well. This is it because she's announced it on Twitter, so that oh, okay. automatically right. it becomes right. it becomes news. Okay, well, good for her. And also, I think there's a little bit of oh, well, look what she's doing now. Do I'll, you know what I think? Whatever yeah. works for her. I like Sinead O'Connor. I like Sinead O'Connor a lot. I'm not a massive fan of the music, but I think I, I like her as a human being. Yeah. I respect her for um, the artistic stands that she made. What was it? Was it Saturday Night Live where she tore the picture of the Pope up? Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, the Ferrari, of course. And I think it it, it, it terrified her more. You know, the backlash was bigger than she was expecting. I was reading about it, actually, in a Saturday Night Live book about six months ago. And, um, uh, you know, it's an artistic, political statement. Well done. Who, what other pop stars at that period in time were making artistic, political statements? No, nothing like that. Good for her. And then she went on to, like, a Bob, a Bob Dylan thing, I think, and got booed. And got she was doing something Acapulco, I think, and she got booed. And... Have I got this right, dear listener? Chris Christopherson strode on stage and put his arm around her and told the audience off. I'm sure I've got that right. Wow. I know Chris Christopherson stepped in at some point when she was getting booed, and I, 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 he, I think he put his arm around her and told the audience off, or he, he, certainly, he certainly stepped up to defend her, which I, and I always respected him for that. Yeah, it's great. Because... Um, you know, imagine if she'd have imagine if she'd have torn a picture of the Pope up on Twitter now, right? She'd be cancelled. That's it. She'd be cancelled. You know, but, but it was. Uh, I think it was well, an artistic political statement. Actually, maybe less so now because um, the Pope is coming in for quite a lot, and the Catholic Church comes in for a lot of criticism these days and it by to, everyone. It was to do with ch- the child abuse, yes, wasn't it? Was. it? That was that was the point that she was um, making. Yeah, but slight, possibly slightly naive, certainly very brave to do that and um she was one of the first people in that kind of position yeah. to speak out and anybody you know there's that horrible video a year or so ago of her struggling in a hotel room yeah. to, to 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 stay alive you know and um anybody who's been to a place that dark uh and that close to to death has nothing nothing but respect from me. So she's cho- she's chosen Islam. Good for her. I hope it works out. Yeah. So I, hope, I hope it brings her happiness. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Good evening, Andy. Good evening. How you doing? I'm all right, thank you, mate. What have you got? Um, I do you know what, to, be, to be honest, I normally listen to you on the podcast, and it's one of the few times that I've actually uh, listened to you live on the radio. So uh, I just wanted to know what you think about uh, aliens. What do I think about aliens? Yeah, do you think aliens exist? Of course they do. I, I, like, I'm quite quite interested in like, your opinion on stuff, because I think you... you well, you tell like, me... I, I, yes, I do think aliens exist. I've got great theories on aliens and how we got on this planet. But you tell right. me what you think. Well, uh, OK. I, I, was, I, was, uh, I went to a... Um, so me and my mates went on a camping trip the other day. Yeah. 
the other week, and we 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 had the question: if within your lifetime, if um, aliens could come and contact, be it peaceful or non-peaceful, would you want them to contact humans in your lifetime? And I thought it's quite an interesting. No, but no one would say no to that, would they? Well, but, well, well, you would say no if they if they weren't peaceful, surely. Um. Oh, okay. So, so, all right. Uh, well, um, not if we could kick their asses. Yeah, but but you'd you'd expect if they contact us before we contact them, then they'd probably ever kick our asses. But me, it's. Um, oh, okay. If they were going to come and they had superior, okay. We're gonna, now we're going to get some brainish. If they were going to come and they had yeah. superior weaponry and wanted to kill us or enslave us or um, probe us, sexualize us, sexualize us, um, yeah. then no, I would not want it to happen during my lifetime. But if they came in peace, or even if they just came with a cob on, I would, I would like to meet them. <laughs> okay. yeah. But I believe in aliens. Do you believe in them? I... <laughs> I think, well, there's got, there's got to be life, hasn't there? There's there has to be. to be. You'd think so, wouldn't you? Mathematically, where the, where the hell are you at a screaming contest? I'm at, um, I'm at West Ham uh, Station. OK, and have you had a few beers tonight? I've had a couple. Good lad. Not, not too many to call in to you, Ian. OK, that's no, good lad. But well, I'm, a big, I'm a big fan. I'm a, I'm oh, a, no, it's I'm like, a I'm a big fan of yours, Andy. I love it. I've I always been a big fan of yours. I know you have because you you often call me and I don't pick up. I know you don't, and that that upsets me. But I get it, and I hope you don't mind the mess, long rambling messages. But I get lonely. Fine. Emails are a bit weird, but it's fine. Yeah. And the number of times I've had to pick him up from outside your house. But anyway, I know it's fine, but he's okay. Like he doesn't throw eggs. No, no. Well, no. I, I, no, no, I'm not been allowed to buy eggs for six years. But I think mathematically, there has to be life out there somewhere, right? Does, and Kath yeah. knows my my theory on this, and I'm surprised you don't know it. And that means that Kath isn't putting my theory in the podcasts. I don't like to disseminate. That so kind you of... need to put this bit in the podcast, oh God, really? right? I believe, I believe, Andy, Sorry. that many millions of years ago, we yeah. lived um, humans lived on the planet Mars. Right. And for some reason, now, and I, I, it was either a great war or it was an ecological disaster, probably the latter, we had to leave Mars in a hurry. No, no but that, that can't be right. Sorry? Because <laughs> that, that can't be right. Tell me why, mate. Because, because if there was, like, what you say there was, there'd, there'd, there'd be so much evidence on Mars of... Mate. So I'm walking along a platform. And yeah, you're going to you're going to get pushed off that platform in a minute because you're talking rubbish. Yes, there would be evidence, yeah. right? But if no, there was, no, no, no. no if there, there would, there'd be yeah. so much evidence. Okay, all right. Just yeah. remind me how many probes we've got up there at the moment. How many Mars landers we've got up there at the moment? Right, but that's, that's we got, got one to do with there being there being any kind of war. No, right. but that will do. That will that will do. We can't. We haven't found hey, yet. Hey, hey, don't start shouting at him just because no. he's, he's got getting you. on my tits. He's got you. He's not got me. He says they're being... Shut up, Andy. You said there will be loads of evidence, right? We've got one buggy up there having a look around on the whole planet. For as far as we know, that buggy could have landed in the equivalent of the New Forest or Milton Keynes, where there's nothing of interest, right? There are things, actually, in both of those places. Right, Okay. Okay. So if there was a big war that we had to leave... Yes, sir. World War II. Quite a big war. Not, not a war that wiped out an entire planet. 
No, 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 no. But World War Two was World War Two compared to the war on Mars is like um, <laughs> is like people doing a pea, pea shooter war. It's like spud right, guns exactly, compared to what happened on exactly, Mars all exactly. those millions you know, of years ago. France, often the pillboxes in France. Yeah. Right. If there, if there was a big enough war, there'd easily be a hell of a lot of evidence for there being a war on Mars. Are you an there's idiot? No way. There's no way. No, he hasn't got me. I'm not, Mate. I'm not an idiot. Ian. You are an idiot. Andy, listen, I'm going to tell you I'm going to tell you are an idiot and you're going to bow down right. to me, right? There is we've got one buggy on a planet that's about three times the size of this one, right? Okay? We've got one buggy right. looking, right? Also, um you you remember right, okay, here we go. You know the Romans had lots of wars, yeah? Yes, yeah. So and, and yet and you you can't walk down you can't walk down West Ham High Street without tripping over Roman spears and stuff, can you? Oh, no, oh, I'm sorry. It's no, buried underground, you muppet. Yeah, but that doesn't mean that that it's buried underground if it's on Mars, though, does it? Because it happened millions of years ago. The Romans happened hundreds of years ago. Ian, hunt. How long ago did this war happen, Ian? Millions of years ago, Andy. Um, <laughs> so millions of years ago, there was a big war. Jeez, I'm banning this guy from listening to the podcast. Oh come on! I'm gonna. Can we? Can we do that? Can we do a frequency where Andy's can't hear? <laughs> no, because what I do is I've got I've got lots of phones, Ian, and I'll, I'll download the podcast. I'm going to kill you. And I'll you. listen to your podcast. I'm going to kill you. You can try and kill me. Oh, Ian. I'm going to kill you, you Andy. You can, you can oh, I'm going to try, and I'm actually going to succeed. Do you know what I've actually done? I've had to walk down to the end of the platform so no one thinks I'm a total nutter. Because okay. everyone was looking at me funnily. Yeah, you, well, well, now I'm going to no, cut you off. Not good for radio. Go an idiot. I know what Terrible it was that we were looking at before we came on air. Yeah. And Diamond getting sworn at. Oh, and Diamond getting sworn at. I like Anne Diamond. She's a very, very nice lady. Always been lovely to me. Um, and she was sitting in... Why, why does... Here's the thing, guys. If they'd have given me the right stuff Jeremy Vine show, right, I'd have turned up every single day to host it. Neither of those men bothered turning up most of the time. I would have turned up every single day. Because, do you know why? Because it's my job. Um, saying that, when me and Kath aren't in, on Tuesday next week. But yeah, um, it's like live TV show, phone-in show, no delay. And Pete, someone phoned up. I'm called Anne, Ro- uh, Anne Diamond A... A C-word. What was the full sentence? A big, fat C-word. That's not nice. That's it's horrible. Fun. It's horrible. It's also not true. She's lovely, right? I like Anne a lot. But can I say this? It's funny. It's funny. Not that not, not someone who I've worked with and I like a lot and has always been lovely to me was verbally assaulted. That's not funny. But it, I, I do think it's funny that on a live television show, more so than a radio show, about, you know, 11 o'clock in the morning, someone got away with a big swear because they haven't got a delay system. They haven't got a delay. If you want to phone up a TV show like that, it hasn't got a delay. Any BBC radio station hasn't got a delay. You can say anything. and They've got to be quick on the faders. They will probably have to stop taking phone calls on that because before they've just had the B and the S word. Um, the C word is a whole different kettle yeah. of fish. And you can apologise and apologise and apologise. But it's like um, when uh, Sean Ryder swore on TFI Friday. They then had to pre-record TFI Friday instead of doing it live. They won't be able to take phone calls, I reckon. That'll be the end of the phone calls for that show. Oh, man. Yeah, it's, a, it's, it's a shame, but I think it's funny. It's only funny because it's such a straight show. Yep. So it's upsetting 
the uh, format, and so you know, it's yeah, it, it's it's especially naughty. Yeah. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. Why has he got a warning by his name? Get put here on. Take oh, that. Let me find out who you're talking about. Nigel from Maidstone. Oh. Why has he got a warning by his name? Well, I didn't put that on there. Go and have a look. See, does it say on it on this system what the it warning is do. for? Let me go I want to see what that's about. Let's go to the break. This is the late night alternative on Talk Radio. More little musings from mums, madams, and meat packers. Oh, never mind. I must have misheard. The late night alternative with Ian Lee. This station's brilliant. On Talk Radio. Um, who was? Did we speak to someone called Andy? Yeah, just now. Andy uh, on the train platform. Oh, the drunk guy. He's just tweeting me. Upsetting that you cut me off her, Ian. Uh, dude, you're drunk. Go home. Think about it. Don't everyone, be upset. Everyone gets cut off. We talk for ages. It's a little bit... I'm not even justifying myself. You, you go, everyone gets cut off, Andy. If you listen to the show, it weren't just a podcast that no, you'd realise. Yeah. You'd realise. Let's go to Stuart. Good evening, Stuart. Hi, are you all right? I'm going to flag up at some point during this phone call, Stuart. The call will end and you will get cut off. Please don't take okay. it personally like, like some <laughs> kind of baby. No, I'm not doing no worries. <laughs> what you got for us, man? Uh, basically, I will call, I'm calling because of a comment somebody made earlier on about basically not caring about anything that was going on in the outside world regarding, you know, going through social media and news and et cetera. Okay. And I've got, to, I've got to completely agree with it. There we go. Um, I think you can only deal with the bubble that's surrounding yourself, your family, your friends. Yeah. Um, and... I think you can get overwhelmed with everything else that's going on in in life, and I've got to agree. I, I couldn't give a toss about Brexit. It's I don't know anything about it. I don't really care. It's something that's going to happen or not happen, and either way, it's going to affect me one way or other. So why why bother about it? Um, and I and I have no argument. I've got no nothing to say to that because I feel the same. It's gonna it's, it's out of our hands. Yeah. It's going to happen. Yeah. I didn't get yeah. the way at what I voted for. Oh well, okay, fine. Yeah. We'll, 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 we'll see. We'll see what happens. I, yeah. And it's interesting the use of the word bubble. I guess we have the ability to increase the size or decrease the size of our bubble as we see fit. And you know, for a lot of people, the bubble it, it includes family and job and, and Trump and Brexit and. To- but I, 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 maybe I've shrunk the bubble so it just includes me and my kids. Maybe that's yeah, maybe think, that's it. Yeah, I think I think you're totally right. I think um, you can go too far with a lot of things. I mean, obviously, I mean, the inception of the internet and everything brings everything closer. And, and obviously, like using the term bubble again, you you, you, in, you increase its size at bubble to ultimately things that you wouldn't even be aware of probably yeah. twenty years ago, thirty yeah. years ago. And are, are we placing? And, I, and, I, and I'm, I'm going to use this um, probably incorrectly, but are we increasing as general anxiety levels because of things that we don't need to get involved yes, in? Yes, yes. I, th- <laughs> I, think, I think that's true. I think that, um, that Twitter, that 24-hour rolling news, that, that radio stations like this, I think they've increased yeah. our anxiety because yeah. we all hear about... You know, you think back to, like, the eight. I don't know how old you are. I'm guessing you're about 48. I'm 40. 40, no, all right. 40. Okay, well, maybe you, you may not remember this then, but, you know, you, you think back to, like, Ronald Reagan, right? Yeah. And yeah. when he was pr- president. Now, we only heard about Ronald Reagan if something really, really big had happened. So we did, we, you'd watch the news and you, it wouldn't be Ronald Reagan every day. But also, you yeah. get the news at 1 o'clock, you get the news at 6 o'clock, and you get the news at 10 o'clock. And yeah. if something happened at 2 o'clock, you wouldn't hear about it for four hours. Here's the other thing, though. Yeah. 
we weren't constantly being told that we had to pick a side and there were only two sides. Yep. At the moment, it's like you're either for Trump or against him. You're either pro-Brexit or anti. You're not allowed to shilly-shally in the middle. You're not allowed to not <laughs> take a... Like you're not that. allowed to not take a stance. You're not allowed to say you're not bothered. You're either you're either in or you're out. And, yeah. and actually, quite a lot of people are just going, well... I don't want to join in with this. I don't want to join in with a slanging match. Everything's become a yeah. slanging match. And just on a side note from that, yeah. I mean, a lot of people um, in the UK especially, and I should imagine it happens around the world, you know, we're getting involved in this um, Trump debate, whether the, whether it's right or wrong. Um, I find it quite bizarre that we're even getting involved in that when I can't even vote for somebody that in the elections, you know, how can I put it, the parties are not represented within the local community. Yeah. I can't even vote for them. No. But if I can't vote for them, how can I voice my opinion on that? When, what does it matter that I've, you know, voice my opinion in America? Everyone just needs to stick their nose out of everything. <laughs> it's none of our business, Stuart. No, no, that's true, that's true. <laughs> hey, nicer man, I appreciate the call. Thank you very much. We must be the only radio show going, look... All this stuff that's happening in the world, it's none of our business. Let's just leave it. No, but there is stuff you can do. Just don't be... Can we just start with not being idiots to each other? Nigel, can we not be idiots to each other? Um... Well, it's a matter of opinion, isn't it? Really? Oh! oh controversial. Nigel, Nigel's coming with fighting talk. I like it. <laughs> Ella, mate, you're sounding a bit, bit better today. How's everything going? No, I'm, I'm not really. Oh? I've been sitting here feeling... There's nothing on television to watch. It's terrible. TV sucks. Throw the t- destroy your TV. Well, I... What's on the telly? Have you seen a film called 13 Going on 30? Oh, God. It's with Jennifer Gardner. Okay, what happens in it, mate? You know, you've not seen it. Well, it's a young girl that dreams that she's 13, and it, and, and, and she goes, you know, then she comes back, and then she realises it was a dream. It's a sort of, it's a good film, though. Yeah, okay. Yeah, but the, thing, the, the, the best part in the film is when they dance to Michael Jackson's Thriller tune, and there's a fantastic dance sequence where they've all learned, you can tell they've all learnt it, yeah. you know, because it goes on forever. But you've not seen that dance sequence in it. I, well, I've not seen the film, so the chances of me seeing the dance sequence are pretty, pretty slim. Oh, oh Nigel, you're breaking up. Yeah. And that's okay. so hard uh, to do. Look at the film. Uh, yeah, Ian. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, let me finish what I was going to say. Uh, you know I was talking about the uh, British Empire medal me mum's uncle got? Yes. A while ago. Well, I lost a photo of my uncle, but I found it last night. Hooray! I found the photo. Hey! It was in, was in, um, uh, in a photo album, obviously, but I couldn't find it before. Now I found it. It's about a foot square. It's a big a big photo. Hey! Uh, yeah, so... And that's for, from 1939. Hooray! <laughs> <From> <laughs> Do 1939. you know... That is, my, that is my Spanish friend's favourite British noise. What, 1939? No, hooray! No, hooray. But Nigel, no, 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 Nigel's not saying hooray. He's going, hooray! <laughs> The Spanish Inquisition. Tomorrow, um, tomorrow's phoning. Your favourite noises um, made by um, humans. The, the best one has got good, to be. It's good, isn't it? Ian? The best one. It. Yeah, it's great news. The best one has got to be. What? Well, okay. What? What? What is this noise for? Right. This is a British noise. Yeah. Hey! Yeah. <laughs> it's when someone okay. drops a load of glasses. Someone's dropped a load of glasses. That's the best noise. Here's the noise I make a lot. Oh, nearly falling yeah. over. Yes, you. Yes, yes. 
Uh, Ian. No one knows Nigel makes a lot. Yes. Another another program that you might have not heard, might have heard of, and might not. Yes. But yeah, what's up, Doc? That uh, a program on uh, TBS, TBS years ago. You might have seen a rerun of it. What's up, Doc? A comedy children's program thirty years ago. Did you ever see any bits of it? It rings a bell, yeah. Wasn't it like a Saturday morning show or something? Saturday morning show, yeah. With all the people you probably work with that are grown up older, a lot older now. Yep. yep um, yep. that are on the radio. But uh, Kylie Minogue was on that show. Yep. Uh, Thirty years ago, and I met her outside the studio when she was in Maystone. Oh. And uh, I didn't I tell you before about. I think you her. might have I done. I, I kind of switch off a yeah. bit when you call in. But I, I um. I'm joking. Meeting her. And I, hey. I, I, shook her, I shook her hand when she opened the window of the door, limousine, yeah. and uh, and got her autograph. She shook her ass another... and had several yeah. number one hits. Mm. Mm. So she's still going strong now. She's Isn't fantastic it? for her age. Isn't it? She's, well, she's 62. No, she's um, 12 years younger than me, Six. actually. Okay. She's 50, um, nearly 50. Okay. No, I think she yeah, is 50. 50. She is 50, yeah. Yeah. She's 50. She looks amazing for, for her age, doesn't she? She looks amazing full stop. Oh, I've got something. Especially for you. I want to feel you. Oh, <laughs> don't remember that one. Oh, I like that one. The, the locomotion. Everybody's doing the locomotion. Come on, baby, do Paul the Paul Ross is doing the locomotion. Everybody's doing... <laughs> Paul Ross is doing it. Still got the moves. Look and learn, kids. Is he singing along? Is he dancing along with me? Well, I'm moving around, not so much dancing. There was movement. He's that, trying to get his heart that's started. That's another It's a lively one, isn't it? It is. In fact, I think Pat Sharp was the main host of What's Up, Doc. Oh, Pat Sharp, Nigel. Was he the host of What's Up, Doc? Pat Sharp with a big mullet. Yes, Pat Sharp was in that. Movie. And Pat Sharp used to present a radio show for ninety-six point four, The Eagle in Guildford, with and they teamed up with a presenter called Martin Blunt. So then Sharp and Blunt. Oh, that's great. All right, Nigel, take care, Good mate. Night, Nigel. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> no, you, no, you won't see us. <laughs> Good evening, Paul Ross. Sorry, I looked at the time and I thought, oh, it's nearly... Where's... Oh, there he is. I don't like to impose. You know, I'm I wait to be invited in. in. I like to be invited in. Unlike like a vampire. Unlike like the Lost Boys. <laughs> Martin Kellner right, just, just wanders in and moves stuff out of the way. When we used to have the camera there, would move the camera. You know, I, feel, I even feel awkward sometimes when I put the light on before you've left the studio. Oh. No, I still feel it's yours, and you, you, you know, you've got it until it's a bit like that Partridge show when you, I could swear now it'd be oh, your yeah, responsibility. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or cast, in fact, even better. This yeah. is kind of you. We, we, we listen. We give up about half past twelve. This is free so jazz. Free this jazz. Is, this is it. You come in whenever you want. What's on your show tonight? For the first time tonight, I'm looking forward to this. We're going to um, Oceana. Tonga, oh. where the Royal Couple are visiting at the moment, yes. of course, Meghan and Harris, they were off to there. It's a constitutional monarchy. Yeah. They believe they've been human beings there for about two and a half thousand years. Yeah. Quite where they come from is open to debate. It was first visited by Europeans, I think, in 1613. So I'm looking forward to that. Be Bit of a postcard from Tonga on the programme. Also, for the first time, yeah. off to Turks and Caicos, because they found a fantastic, again, back in time, some kind of archaeological evidence there of mini Easter Island statues. You know the giant, but they may have them over there, which is a long, a long way away. Oh, I'd heard about something like this. Yeah, um, I've, I've only got forty seconds. I can't talk about the thing that, that Joe Swash told me today about Are they digging up giant bones. Gi- they dug up giant bones, and the government are keeping it quiet. I did some weird TV show. It's Gog and Magog. No, he, Joe Swash said to me, they, they, the government, well, that well-known 
Archaeologist and anthropologist. But then Lisa Tarbuck backed it up. She said, anyway, we've got ten seconds. That's convinced me. Not. Paul Ross is on after one. Do stay Does that mean there were giant dogs that eating those giant bones? There must have been. Yes, there must have been. Your dog. Please, will you two, please listen. Stop doing bants because it makes me look like I can't do bants. And I can do bants. I can do bants better than either of you. Okay. But you just. But you're on the rudder. You've got to go on this home, Captain. I've got to. Now you've ballsed it up completely, right? I can do funnies better than these two, I promise.